Welcome everybody to the album crawl. This week we have a very special edition as we have uh, myself, Paul Johnson, my co-host. James Johnson. And a feature guest, uh, Mr. Tom Johnson. Who, uh, in case you are not uh, very good at deductive logic, is our father and we are brothers. And this is the album crawl. This, yeah. uh, this holy week we're family gonna... affair. A holy family affair uh, <laughs> for all the all the uh, whole family, and uh, this week we are going to be reviewing uh, Graceland by Paul Simon, 1986. And if this is your first time uh, listening in, what we do here is we pick an album every week, uh, trying to switch in between decades, and we review the album—not review, but we just crawl through the album song by song and talk about music production, songwriting, uh, rhythm, vibes pretty much whatever comes to our mind about that song um then at the end of the at the end of the uh al- at the end of the album we're gonna pick our favorite song for the week and uh and then at the very end of the episode we will pick the album for next week and we switch off every week so i'm paul this is my pi- uh, uh this actually i right. reference this pick over to our dad tom johnson since we're here for this week uh so uh, yeah, no, wait, she... I hope this isn't your pick because I don't have a pick after this. I was, I thought you were picking it up after this. Well, it looks like I'm going to be picking an album <laughs> off the top of my head then. Um, <laughs> there's plenty to choose from, so I think we'll be is, all right. Yeah, the the guest, it's the guest pick, so then it goes then to back to, oh, back to, to Paul. Be, yeah, back to oh, here. Yeah, okay, I thought I was using so Paul's gonna pick. be half in this time, just doing some research, brainstorming. He's not really gonna be talking a lot, he's gonna be on his phone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I will be album. using any time during while we're playing songs, just <laughs> researching, <laughs> going through all of my vaults here. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, but it won't it won't be in the '80s, so we'll we'll switch it over and I'll I'll find something pick a else different to go, decade. Yeah, we'll go go into and probably well, switch. Yeah, that that is so. our rule. That is our rule. We do not pick the same decade. Uh, Have you done weeks. an '80s album before? The only '80s album we have right now. Is NX no? Oh, it was. Was it? 90? Was it eighty seven? It was eighty seven, no. wasn't it? NXS kick was eighty seven. Yeah, that's. It was eighty seven. It was eighty seven, Jay. I'm one hundred percent sure. Fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so so that's the only up. other eighties album we've done, right? Oh man, I've yeah. We're at we're at, this is episode. Oh well, Amazing Grace came out in eighty two. I think seventy two. Seventy two. No, so yeah, 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 that's certainly so. not. Yeah, a lot of people consider yeah. the 80s to be a really trashy musical decade. I do. Oh, yeah. Sure. Don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about it a lot during this album, I think. But my my, it's funny that we did this as our second 80s album because, okay, I think In Excess is a classic 80s album, whereas this is funny because it's a singer-songwriter who was very prevalent in the late 60s and 70s and now had like a really big album in the 80s. So it's like not, it's not your traditional 80s album. You know? yeah. No. yeah this is not a studio plant paul simon in case anyone didn't know <laughs> i mean so, industry plant 
Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, studio plant. You yeah, taught me industry that. plant. <laughs> yeah, this is not a Paul Simon is not an not, industry not plant. An industry, as far no, as we no. know. I mean, um, you know, maybe in the sixties there's industry plants. Those someone's really like figuring had it figured out before anybody else. Oh, well, once I get into the history, you'll really see that how much let how much not of an industry plan he is. But this this oh, album did have a, a lot of a whole lot of controversy around it as far as the industry goes. So we'll definitely get into that. But before we do, uh, Jay, let's. Uh, I want to hear your your take on on this album. My take. Here's my take. Oh, you know my what's what's your no, yeah not your take yeah I don't I don't want to hear your your headlines. No, this is my take. Wait, I want to hear wait, your opinion. No, opinion on? take. Yeah, take is usually like is. a bet, isn't it? No, I don't know. This is my opinion. I I, I always consider take to be opinion. Yeah, take. This is my take. take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My right. takeaway. My takeaway. Let's take. Oh, there Look. you go. Yeah. Paul Simon, Graceland. First time I heard it was because I really liked Vampire Weekend and everyone was like, oh, they're either just doing or they're very largely influenced by Graceland by Paul Simon. So I was like, okay, this is in college. And I was like, okay, well, let me go listen to it. And I listened to it probably twice and I was like, yeah, I could see it. And then I never listened to it again. And, uh, <laughs> that was it. Besides knowing You Can Call Me Owls on like every 80s playlist, that's a big one. And um, and then knowing Paul Simon from Simon and Garfunkel and various other Paul Simon hits, like obviously he's really big. So I don't know. That's sort of it. It's like it, it was a, a, a album I knew was African influenced and was like a big musical exploration for him being a very large artist at the time. And he, I, mm -hmm. I assumed he got critical acclaim for it, but I, I assume this did not do super well uh, commercially and cool wow. that i always was like oh cool that he brought african music yeah yeah that, well, that's, 80s, that's yeah. not a thing that's that's a lot of uh, information so i i i there's a lot to touch on am there I for stepping sure on your am i sandbagging your history yeah 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 quit quit <laughs> quit guessing correctly we don't we don't need yeah. any of that okay <laughs> i did my research that, so that i could be a data source <laughs> that's my that okay that, that was my history going into it and my takeaway was you know it's fine <laughs> I don't know. Like it's okay. The '80s of itness kind of, <laughs> kind of. That's it, not looking it, too honestly, good. Honestly, too, too happy the with 80s, your result. Because well, no, I feel like the songs are really, really good and they're really solid. But the '80s production of it really takes away from me and makes it really hard to listen to a few of the songs. Well, really? the uh, because of that, the other songs shine more, like because they're not so '80s ish with the bass and the drums, particularly. Uh, so you, yeah, you're thinking some, yeah, some of the, the yeah yeah it's a production in one specific it's 100 a production general. it's not the songs it's it's production and the sounds so that's it that's what i got dad what's your response well, to that i mean i think this album holds up really well and time wise compared to a lot of 80s garbage that was put out there uh, and, and I could definitely, there's the Vampire Weekend influence. We, we were listening to it. And some of these songs I hadn't heard in 30 years, you know, there's probably only three that I'd heard in, thir in the last 30 years. The rest I hadn't heard since it first came out. But it was, uh, it was not, I mean, it was a big success. It was a big commercial album. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a flop at all. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go back and look at Billboard, but I, yeah, it was a very well-known album. And uh, there's some nuance on that point I'll get to it here in a bit. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, to me, I, it was a pretty big album. And uh, I mean, my recollection is it was really kind of a uh, groundbreaking album in the bringing in the African music. Now, yeah. there's there are some other people 
we talked about Peter Gabriel that uh, that had some African influence in some of his music a couple of years before, maybe one year even, or I think it was the same year. This came out. So it might have been the same year. Too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if it's the same year, then it's just yeah. That would have been my other my other touch point was Peter Gabriel because he's the only other guy that I think did like the whole quote unquote world music thing where he was trying to bring in like as far as my understanding of like pop musicians at the time. Mm. Peter Gabriel is the only thing I can think of besides this album. He did one album that was all world music, African music. And I don't, I think it was the whole thing was instrumental. Oh, wow. He didn't even sing, right. as I recall. And, and you know, I don't think I yeah, ever I listened so. to it. I remember hearing <laughs> yeah, about right. it. It's kind of, it's like, hey, Peter Gabriel made this album and he didn't even sing on yeah. it. Well, I don't think I'll listen I guess to this. That. This big takeaway is Paul Simon obviously had such a good understanding of it and a really good understanding of pop music and his ability to incorporate the influences without it just being that music, which then comes to an argument of like what I thought about a lot is like, okay, well, is he, you know, is he promoting these people or is he using them for his own musical game, which is an interesting thought. He has a lot of them credited, so I, I don't know. That seemed to have been a really big point. Of big uh, that seems to be like a really big controversy around this album. What you just said, like a lot of people, um, a couple of the artists uh, kind of accused Paul Simon privately of plagiarism, apparently, and mm-hmm. some people had some problems with with cultural. Oh, well, before the term cultural appropriation was out, um, this got a lot of red flags. Um, so that, that was that was definitely something that a lot of people were not were not exactly happy about. Yeah, but that um, was that was the rarity. That's not the majority. Most people thought this is great that he's bringing this up to our attention because when else would you ever hear this kind of music? And nobody had ever heard it at all. So well, it was. And ironically enough, the whole album—I mean, the name—is Graceland about Elvis's home yeah. <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, and, and Elvis has completely been canceled now because of his uh, aggressive cultural appropriation, his blatant stealing. Where there's like a thin line between using, yeah, using your influences or versus just completely taking. Oh, there's the influencing and the direct stealing and plagiarism. Yeah, yeah exactly. So and, yeah, like and Led Zeppelin did very a lot much, of it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Led Zeppelin and Elvis are like the biggest culprits, right? Of of not, it's not like taking it's a, the it's whole difficult, sound. Though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. literally taking the song. Like the Beatles made country music and they were British, so clearly they were. You know they weren't exactly, exactly. country musicians, <laughs> but they also made Beatles country music, which is that's where it became that's where it was okay because they kind of did their own thing with it. They, if you they do, just, yeah, yeah, if you do it, it's like it's like it's like it's like what we talked about last week when we talked about today covered by Fruit Bats versus versus Smashing Pumpkins, right? Yeah. It's the same song, but when you cover it and you make a bring a whole new nuance to it and make it a completely different like meaning and a takeaway from it, then that's, uh, to me that's a different song. Like the the we. I don't know. We're, this is like that, where if you're just going to like take what you liked about it and then do it again and it's the same basic song and then you get famous off of it, that's a problem. Whereas if you yeah. take what you take parts of it and then reincorporate it into your own sound, which I, I see Paul Simon does a lot in this, like then that's what I was saying. Like he clearly uses a lot of the influences and turns it into like his 60s. Folk yeah. Well, pops. unfortunately, there are two, there are at least two songs on this, on this album that oh, are pretty much direct copies of, of other songs. I can't songs. wait to find out. Uh, at least one of them, one of them is, is known as a direct copy and one of them is, is, uh, um, well, it has been said by one of the people that he worked with that it was basically just 100% stolen. 
So, okay, so I don't want that information, but I think we should. That's, wait, wait, wait. The, that's the tea. That's the tea on the, the album. Um, <laughs> let me get a little bit. Let me get a little bit in on uh, on. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I want to get. I want to get a little more history with album, our dad. A little bit history. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, wait. Sure. I, I want to get. I want to get a little more your history. How? What? What? You know, I, we, what I never what owned this album. Doing? I never bought it, and so all I really knew was hearing it on the radio. But I knew also it was like I said, it was a it was a very uh, groundbreaking album, and, and I knew that, and. Uh, and I think everybody knew it. And it won, I think, won the Grammy for best al- album of the year or something like that. Yeah, 1987. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was very, it was a big deal. And so that's why I thought for you guys to go through it, it's, uh, plus also I knew Jay being a Vampire Weekend fan that, that some of those sounds uh-huh. uh, come back again with Vampire Weekend. And I'm a big Vampire Weekend fan too. Uh, right. But so that'd be fun to go back and listen to the the thirty year old music that influenced them. They also mentioned Peter Gabriel in one of their songs, so it was kind of funny. Uh, oh right, yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, there was definitely a couple definite instances I want to touch on where I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you guys, I got 100%. I got a I got a quote from Paul Simon on Vampire Weekend. What do you say? He says, "In a way, we were on the same pursuit, but I don't think you're lifting from me." And anyways, you're welcome to it because everybody's lifting all the time. That's the way music grows and is shaped. Oh, there you go. Of so course. he accepts it. Coming from a thief. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I saw it all already. Yeah. You oh, can yeah. take all you want. <laughs> uh, that, wait, so yeah. what was your, what was your dad? What was your thought on Paul Simon before that? Like, did this change your opinion of him at all? Like, what do you was Paul Simon cool and then this came out and then it oh, was yeah. like all right because oh, no, I mean they were of course they legacy. were they were all over the airwaves in the 60s right and and uh I told Paul this that they uh they being bridge, Simon and Garfunkel yeah Simon and Garfunkel right, right. um Bridge Over Troubled Water was right. named the song of the decade for the 60s which is a pretty big yeah. deal when you think about how much music came out in the 60s yeah uh I was yeah, so we were, that, you were saying like if you, if you took out the Beatles, that would probably be in the top five songs for the 60s. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, 100%. Yeah, but it's a great song. Yeah, um, I'd never heard and, of it. And it's a, it's a Garfunkel song, not so much a Simon song. He sang the lead in that song. But anyway, yeah. uh, but they, like I said, they were really big. Uh, they Their last hit as a pair was Cecilia, I think, in 72 or 3. Uh, and then I loved uh, Kodachrome. Uh, from There Goes Rhyme and Simon and uh, Loves Me Like a Rock, also from that album. Two really good songs uh, that uh, still I still just love hearing those to this day. And after that, he kind of started to get a little bit more boring to me. Uh, and then by the t- <laughs> until until Graceland come out uh, came out, he uh, he didn't really do that much. It was all that earth shattering. I'd say from '75 until. 85 and that whole 10 year period i don't think he really did a lot that was that i would have been impressed with so this is a big bombastic return for him then yeah i mean in my eyes yeah this was way better than anything he'd done in 10 years got him okay perfect that's exactly what i was curious about Mm -hmm. because it seems like i assume it's a departure but i don't know paul simon's work really at all besides simon garfunkel so it didn't follow a trail of, of Sorry, it didn't follow a trail of big Paul Simon hit albums for sure. It was not. It, it was not in the mix at all. It was a big comeback for him, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and Paul, hit us so, with the history. Uh, so yeah, so a bit of it is this song actually did not chart originally for like at least three months after it came out. It was a flop, 
and um, and I have a quote from Paul Simon from when he when he actually released it. And um, let's see if I can pull it up here one sec. I, I, I wrote down a lot of things. Um, he said, okay, in September 1986, which wasn't, you know, was not long after the album came out, he said, it could be that I've reached the point in my career where I can't be a viable commercial force in popular music. That's what I was saying. Right after, right after he released this album. And, but yeah, then, but then like, later on, it was damn. a massive hit. <laughs> That's cool. But it was a big so, hit, right? So I didn't even see what? Word. Oh, so uh, you can call me out. Peaked at number two. Um, I I didn't I didn't Oof. get where the actual album Dang. peaked at, but uh, but it, it, yeah, it, they were all there were se- several hits. There were five singles off of the album. Uh, you can call me out was number one. Wow. And which actually five? again it, again this so that quote from Paul Simon, uh, September nineteen eighty six was right when you can call me out came out. So like. It, even the single wasn't released and it was a single was released and it still took some time to catch on which is really strange but probably just speaks to the paul simon not being hot anymore you know right. in the hot 100 so you can call it me out slow, uh, slow build exactly you can call me out was first single graceland was a second single november uh the boy in the bubble was a was a single wow. diamonds on the soles of her shoes and under african skies was the late single in august 1987 I don't really I think cannot. any of them okay. did much. All Graceland right. might have done a, a blip, but uh, the rest of them, I don't think, did yeah. much on the charts. Yeah, because I, I think I knew Graceland from... I'll things. trust you on that one. Uh, yeah, you could all call me out now, like I said before, like a Forever Aiden's song, which is, yeah. now that I've listened to this, in the context of this album repeatedly, I'm like, this is not fit at all. The <laughs> only thing that fits is those horns and the synth and the hook. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else about the song. Yeah, some of the percussion really. Yeah. It, the songwriting, like it's actually a really interesting song. And then <laughs> to like for me, I just lump it in with like cheesy 80s music. I can just think of like that shitty neon like writing of like you can call me oh no sorry weekend at bernie's like that's what i think of when i think of you can call that's me exactly like, i i always describe it as weekend and bernie's music too we were crawling yeah through some we were going but through then, some like 80s and 70s songs and some of it was just like what was it uh steve winwood some of his stuff was like i was like this is just weekend at bernie's <laughs> you know what's funny is what really is shocking when you think back on the time is that this came out just after joshua tree by you too. Wow. Wait, wait, <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Joshua Tree. I thought Joshua Tree came 85? out mid-90s. 85, I think. Joshua Tree came out in 85. I'll pull, I, I'll pull it up. I think he's right. In, I believe it was in 87. Oh my god. Yeah. I always think of that album as such a 90s album. And this I, I this coming from uh 80, it was 87. I, I really okay. like you too. Yeah, March 87. Wow. It was right at the Either same way. time anyway, no. But also the unforgettable fire was the one before that, and that came out right. before I. Right. It was in eighty, I guess eighty five. Hmm. Don't spot that the other week. It was on sale at a record store, and I was like, should I get it? <laughs> I decided <laughs> against it. <laughs> unforgettable. I've fire? just listened oh. to a whole. Yeah, I've just listened to a whole U two podcast by uh, with Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman, and I'm like <laughs> fully on a U two kick right now. And I was like, you know what? Unforgettable fires. Yeah, you've been cool. on a YouTube kick since 2003. Our dad here yeah, has yeah. bought me multiple YouTube concert DVDs for Christmas. And uh, when oh, I was true. School, I know. Oh, I didn't know that was your yeah, we watched, we all watched The Red Rocks one, huh? Yeah, yeah the Red Rocks had, like two cool. albums. It, like Sunday Bloody Sunday yeah. was pretty much it. And they played Red Rocks to a half uh, to a half-filled audience because it was raining and like it, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool concert. 
Um, all right. So should we? What do you got? Would you? Do you, uh, do you have any so, more with his legacy with Paul Simon? Uh, a, a couple of. I know we usually touch on production and stuff like that. So I want to talk about just a, a bit of. So this this where this album came from, and and on the production of it. So uh, he he went to South Africa secretly uh, because there was actually a ban on on going to South Africa at the time. Uh, from Why? from the United Nations, uh, because that, that this was during the apartheid, uh, so you weren't supposed to be uh, traveling there. What, so all he, of Africa, uh, South Africa, South Africa, Just South Africa. Oh, <laughs> South Africa. Okay, I was like, um, <laughs> yeah. So he 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 went there and recorded this album in like two weeks. Recorded a lot of this album in like two weeks, like fifty percent of it or so. Um, uh, he got inspired by this mixtape by the Bo Yo Yo Boys, who are featured on this album, of course. Um, and that's what he basically he got shown the the mixtape by one of Lauren Michaels' friends, one of Lauren Michaels' musician friends, and he just took off and got inspired and went Lauren to South Michaels? Africa. Yeah, Lauren Michaels, the SNL guy. Um, what the fuck? Paul Simon was on SNL a lot. Oh, that's right. He was known for know. that. Oh, interesting. 70s, yeah. So him and Lauren hung out, yeah. and he's yeah. like, he's hey. Host, yeah. he was a host. He's like, hey, Paul, got jokes. <laughs> He was in some movies. He was in uh, Annie Hall. We talked about it. he was in the uh, Annie Hall Woody Allen movie. Yeah, had a little cameo. He's in I Annie guess Hall. That's fitting. Mm. Yeah, he had a great cameo. It's just one of the best lines in the movie. And by the way, he's five foot three. Little dude. <laughs> little dude. Uh, he's a shoddy. He's a shoddy. He's a shoddy. <laughs> uh, him and Woody hang out, and they're like, "Oh, we're the same height. Yeah. This is great." They're both, they're both balding dudes <laughs> with long hair. Like it's just a, it's a uh, bad look, but they New York it in hipster. The 80s. <laughs> yeah, New York hipster uh, Jewish guys that were just hanging oh, out. Oh, Paul oh, Simon's Jewish. Yeah. yeah, yes, he is. And there was this awesome quote by Donald Fagan, the, the Steely Dan guy. I, I didn't write it down, Steely but Dan ref. yeah, but st- another Steely Dan ref because you know that somehow they're gonna work. We live for Steely Dan podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we live and die by Steely Dan references. <laughs> Every podcast now will reference Steely Dan, <laughs> almost. <laughs> <laughs> in some they, way they, they, it seems to have reach. been the case uh, donald fagan had a great quote we'll say it we don't like it he but donald fagan basically said paul simon is the perfect stereotypical new york jew oh. <laughs> no donald fagan's also jewish <laughs> donald fagan is also go. jewish they're great friends they're great friends and then paul simon responded that's basically true amazing <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all, all right. i've got Fair that's enough. all i've got on the history of it it obviously has made it a bunch of lists like top 100 <laughs> albums of all time etc top 10 albums but that didn't really start until 1987 and passed in 1980s uh, I, th- yeah. I, I don't know the actual release date but it took a little while for this album to catch on so anyway. it, was a, it was a true sleeper like it was it was like it wasn't known and like respected until much like later on like it picked up steam and like acclaim later on yeah yeah exactly not yeah not that long but like three to six months yeah just the whole idea yeah. of a new paul simon album didn't carry any weight at all at that time yeah because i mean yeah. if you listen to simon garfunkel it's kind of it's, it's not boring but it's it's just it's mellow i mean oh, super no, it's mellow and folky but i mean yeah, yeah i mean yeah, it's yeah, boring is so. obviously subjective but you know it's it's it's, Which, it's just a little oh, no, but yeah. okay okay i want to talk about the well, whatever it's fine what we, we can cover a lot as we're going through the songs but yeah um, i'm ready i want to talk about the album album oh, art before we get in the album cover so the yeah, album yeah, yeah. cover um i just have one thing on it of what it actually is it's an ethiopian christian icon from a collection from a museum uh dating back to around 1500 so obviously he picked this because i'm thinking because it's just a it's a mixture it's of the western and african culture it's an ethiopian christian which you know that's yeah. that, 
that that's must have been when the Christians were just getting to Africa. Yeah. And it's a guy yeah, with yeah, a, that's a, that's a, it's a, pick. yeah, it's a, it's like a little missionary looking dude on, on this African um, patterned horse. Um, I think he's carrying a spear um, and he's got a, some headdress on, but he's a white dude. So, yeah. you know, is obviously this is a white dude who went to Africa as like a missionary type of guy. Interesting. I yeah, know. I know it's interesting that they place it so it's like so perfectly in the center, and then there's so much white space. There were like what this off white space around it. So it's like this little icon and then white around it, Paul Simon Graceland. Like it's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. It's very like artwork. It's, it's him being like, this is art. Like, this is not a bunch of chill songs. Like, this is something to be appreciated is, is, how, mm. is kind of my takeaway from this. Like, it looks yeah. like, it looks very, I don't know, elegant in a way. Like, it looks, uh, because you put art yeah, high class. with, like, all this yeah. space. Yeah, it's, like, very, like, look at this, like, appreciate it. This is something to be, like, it, it's important. Yeah. And, and I think he knew that like, this was kind of monumental in a way mixing the mixing yeah. the, of the cultures yeah so mm-hmm. for, yeah, from so, that perspective it, that's do probably I, do I, where he was coming from yeah it's interesting i i don't think it does a good job in in terms of like selling itself in terms of like what you can call <laughs> I me have, looking at it <laughs> i have no idea yeah you can call me all does not look like this album i don't think no this no. album cover at all I think but parts gutter, of this. Gutter, no, actually, uh, gutter, I don't know. Uh, Gumboots gum definitely looks like this album cover. Gumboots, Gumboots in a way, but the piece of art in the middle, though, not the space around it, which is still a part of the album cover. You know That's what I mean? So it's like. That's a good point. If, it, if the whole thing was. Yeah. If the album Diamonds cover, and Solar if Shoes, they maybe. Did, yeah, if they did. if Yeah, Diamonds and Solar Shoes, maybe. But if they like, they just made that 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 work the whole cover that would be different than them putting it with all the white space around it it you looks like a you know a museum like, hanging yeah exactly exactly so it's like i think it literally on is solar shoes makes get the picture yeah. of the wall too yeah but yeah it's interesting it's interesting to to do that like it's very not fun it's not it's not a fun no, pick at you're all. Right. <laughs> where it's you're like funny because right, like yeah. this album is pretty fun it's but like that mm-hmm. album cover is not fun at all Hey, is this when Coming it's to America like, came out? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. random thought, but Coming to America. Oh, that's um, funny. I talked about that too. 1988. Because of this album. Because, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So right you, after you don't really hear. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of crazy that it took Wait, that long for Wait, you've never seen it? Music. Nope. You've never seen that? You've never I've seen, seen it twice. To <laughs> no. I guess you've it had bad it. reviews. People love that movie. constantly on TV. I guarantee if it had bad reviews, I wouldn't have watched it. Uh, oh my god final, final note i really final am your note. son final <laughs> note yeah me too for sure uh final like, note before eh. we get in uh, this paul simon and every single one of paul simon's songs as well as every single one of art garfunkel songs as well as every single simon and garfunkel song was mix engineered and possibly master engineered as well by a guy named roy haley halley uh, nice. so he 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 spent his entire career with paul simon only doing paul simon and art garfunkel's music so just kind of a cool note. The we hom- haven't seen that before. The homie. It's You're published on the Warner Brothers, but he still does it with this guy. The the guy who even did Art Garfunkel's like solo work? Yep. Amazing. 
he, he i don't know if he was like a childhood friend but they obviously like this dude ray roy halley and he does good work that's awesome so worth a shout out i i like i always like to dive dive, dive into the mix engineers you can learn a lot about an album from who's engineering it is it like some industry dude you know who's trying to make yeah. it trendy and like fit with all the pop curves or is it you know this is as legit as it gets having a lifelong producing partner okay we've we've gone quite a bit um, into it uh jay you want to what do you think about time to dive in i, I think i think it's about time <laughs> here is the boy in the bubble opening track on graceland by paul simon slow day and the sun was beating on the soldiers by the side of the road there was a bright light a shattering of shop windows the bomb in the baby carriage was wired to the radio these are the days of miracle and wonder this is the long distance call the way the camera follows us in slow-mo the way we look to a song the way we look to a distant constellation that's dying in a corner of the sky. These are the days of miracle and wonder. And don't cry, baby, don't cry, don't cry. That's the opening the track of an bubble. album. I, I just don't understand. It honestly makes me sort of upset that he picked this song. Yeah, in case, yeah. In case you haven't picked up yet from listening the to the podcast, Jay is an intro song aficionado. <laughs> okay, so this <laughs> well, doesn't look, have any warm up. No, it it's should have started good. with Graceland, probably, huh? I, I just there. I, I, this is again like last week and like Van Morrison. I, I love honestly, the last time. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. Last week was wait, wait. What was the what was the opening Smashing track on Smashing Pumpkins? Smashing Pumpkins. Track oh, was uh, oh, it was Chair Rock. Rock. No, no, that was a great album opener. No, I'm just thinking of Van Morrison. Van Morrison and It Stoned Me was like one of the worst opening tracks I've ever heard. So I think of like taking an album out of the the sleeve, putting it on a record player, and like putting start. And this is the first song that he picks to open up the entrance to this album. Well, to and be honestly, fair, this is tape, isn't it? 1986, this is tape time. Yeah, fine. We're talking tape, Who cares? Yeah. I'm still clicking the first song on, on Spotify. Tape? Yeah. Not really, no? no. Not would have been, it would have been DVD, uh, CD. CD, 1986? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> Either way, it's, uh, okay, it's, well, it's good to bring it up. You put it in, you hit we'll play, know, you know. and this is the first song. Like, to me, this song does not make me want to listen to the Uh, first song it doesn't need to be like amazing but it should at least show you what the rest of the album is going to be it should be like the thesis statement but this song like it just is like it it sounds like b-side filler to me and it annoys me that this is the first song i completely agree this was one of the singles this was one of the singles people love this yeah i I, I, I I don't know people love it blown away that this is one of the singles 
Huh. I think kind of when it gets into it, it's okay. But that just those opening like 30 seconds, you're just like me and Paul last week, we, at the end of the episode, <laughs> we played this song. We were looking at each other, just like, what the fuck? What is <laughs> I was expecting like and some same, cheeky I was like, Paul Simon, like two chord, two string chords. Like, din, 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 din. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did not get that. Yeah. Cause like, I know, I knew the album is better than this. I was like also completely blindsided. So yeah. Uh, that's my two cents on this song. I just I, we, we, I we've talked about, a lot about the bass. Think. We've talked a lot about the bass sound on it, and whether it's like an oboe. Or... That's not a it's not a bass guitar, and, and most of the album I don't think ever had a real bass guitar used in the album. They had this some kind of an, oh. African instrument. I don't know if you got the name of that, but but Paul Simon, I remember hearing him talk about that. That yeah, the, for the bass we used this instrument called, and I don't you maybe even blow into it. I don't know. But it was not a really? not a bass guitar or any kind of a, a stringed instrument. I don't think. Yeah, super strange sounding. Yeah, yeah, I, I would now, say that is like the best part of this song. Is that is this, that bass line that goes? And this song is pretty. It's pretty standard Zydeco music, so more like Southern Louisiana music more than what you think. I don't know, something African. Really, but but, but the okay, accordion, yeah, yeah. That's... the accordion is is played by a South African guy on it, so it's like kind of a mixture. It really is. This well, song is, I guess, in that in that sense, maybe it is a, g- a good intro for the album because it is kind of a mixture of South African percussion and Zydeco, um, I don't know, uh, rhythm or, or. But that music I think only it, comes up one other time in this album. And the last, I mean? the last like, song has accordion. Penultimate. No, no, no. Only the the one before the penultimate song. That was yeah. Your the, that That's was the your mother. Only, yeah. Only the song is like Louisiana music. Yeah. Yeah. But like this, this, this to me does not sound like the album. This is not going to feel for the album, nor is it a good song in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it's offbeat and it's got a You like it? You like it? You like this song? I like the song. Yeah. Yeah. We were trying to, we were trying to dig into the lyrics. It's, it's kind of a tough, it's kind of a tough song to decipher. It's kind of a tough song to decipher. We actually didn't really get to an end result on, on what it's about. Yeah. I was trying to listen to it and re-listening to it. And it was like, I, I don't know. I, I was just having, I don't know. I was having trouble with it too. I was like, I don't know what he's trying to get at. I think he said miracles it's and wonders. Like, so it's things that are, that let's really kind of blow your mind that you're seeing on the news or, you know, about the world that just really are outside of your comfort zone or what you're familiar with. I think that's what he's talking about. Days of miracle and wonder. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Boy in the, the boy in the bubble being him or or the, or the, the girl with the bad person. heart heart right yeah girl with the bad right. heart which is obviously just kind of you know heart replacement surgery yeah you know the, the miracles of that mm. yeah so i don't know this song came off to me like <laughs> yeah i don't know it t- it just seemed like antagonistic it just the accordions were so all over the place and like it just seems a little harsh like it's mm-hmm. a starting place but hmm. I, I don't think know. He, like, he was probably thinking it's again. high energy. It's like a party song and it's a lot of fun. So he wanted to kick it off with a fun song. That's probably really? what he was thinking. That's how you see this? I, yeah. I, to me, this sounds like avant-garde, like fully, like you're going to have to be <laughs> It was. I mean, this, this was avant-garde at the time. Had to have been. Oh yeah, for sure. It was. That was a very okay. unique song. Yeah, nobody was doing music like yeah, this. It still is. No one's still making music like this. Well, probably for this a reason, like, but still. <laughs> I think this is the least accessible song on the whole album. Like that this is be. the hardest. Oh, one I would like go I said, with I like it because it's so gumboots. Yeah, gumboots is a, not accessible really? at all. Really, gumboots? 
Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Gumboots, I actually had no problem with at all. Hmm. Huh. But no, this one, this one I had the hardest time. And that's why I, I thought of him being like, oh, well, you have to listen to this so you can be prepared for the rest of it because hmm. uh, if you can handle this, then you can handle the rest of it, which I kind of understand that thought process. I understand like, that. If, if you're going to, yeah, like it, it, it's sort of confrontational. Like, look, this, this is, is going to be a shot. weird record. Yeah. 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 Like, he, he, like, he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to come out with something that's just like so out there and to be like, look, if you're on board after this, then you're going to love it. <laughs> and if you're not, then you're probably not going to like it. So that I kind of understand. And it's it's an interesting take. I don't know. I, it's something I've uh, never, I don't think, seen before. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, there's Besides, definitely a South African sound and and then probably combined with some some of Paul Simon's, you know, Zydeco, maybe some Zydeco influence. I mean, the, the list of different potential genres that this album has was like eight genres long or something like that. So, <laughs> and I don't think Zydeco be, became popular at all until somewhat later than this album, like the early 90s. Was it a popular genre? Like, it, it, like you're it saying, had you're a, it had its day. And I remember, yeah, um, in the 90s, like the 94, 95, going on to conferences, conventions down in New Orleans. And hearing Zydeco music, and it was, oh, this is great. This is really hot music right High now. Energy. So, ah. I mean, it was very popular, yeah. And it sounds so much in accordion and high energy. And like, I don't Basically know. Basically, sounds like a giant it? street fair. Street, what? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I just think it sounds like a carnival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, com- yeah, to me, it gives me like really big, like medieval vibes. Like, really? Definitely. Yeah, it's because like, it's almost like a harpsichord, though. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> harpsichord, but definitely like, I don't know, something about it just doesn't sound quite right. Whereas like, like, a, like huh. that was your mother. I'm like, oh, this is like Southern Louisiana Bayou music. Whereas like, this sounds like nothing I know. <laughs> like, I don't know where to put <laughs> this song at all. It's like a man bear pig of music. It is a bit of that. I think of it as Zydeco. I mean, pretty because maybe yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. listened more Zydeco than you guys have, and to me, it's uh, just a Zydeco song. Oh, definitely. So. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's. I. I wish I could place it because, like, for me, this just hurt my brain. Like, I was. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this song. Yeah. I, I, don't I just know got. Put it. All I got from the song is I kept picturing like a guy in a trench coat and like walking down the streets of New York City with like it's raining outside. I don't know why. That's like that's all I got. Really? <laughs> that's all I could. I, but like in the eighties, with like a picture... crappy trench coat, like walking by Wall Street or something. Hmm. To me, this is New actually York, I think Bourbon most... Street. <laughs> I picture the album cover like this medieval guy walking down the street on his horse with a flag. <laughs> That's what I think of with this song, which is so That's weird. Funny. That is some vast I guess I'm completely things. off. Wow. Yeah. I think the album oh. cover did it to me. I think that's what like set me up for that. Oh, well, I suppose that, 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 that covers that, that song pretty good. Are we diving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's, let's get into the, one of the big singles.
shining like a national guitar. I am following the river down the highway through the cradle of the Civil War. I'm going to Graceland, Graceland, to Memphis, Tennessee. I'm going to Graceland. Tell me I was gone as if I didn't know that, as if I didn't know my own bed. <laughs> Damn. After saying yeah, about his companion uh, being rough. his son from his first marriage, I was like, Yeah, it's rough. And I should note that Paul Simon this is an had just interesting gone through. Song. Paul Simon was three years off of a, a pretty a divorce with uh, Carrie Fisher, which I think probably with Carrie didn't Fisher? Yeah, he did. He married her for a year. I had no idea. But she wasn't year. the mother of that 12 year old son. No. I don't know who was. Nine-year-old. Hmm. I think he had a wife named Peggy Harper or something like that. No, yeah, yeah. It was a nine-year-old from his first from his first marriage, oh, right? Yeah. He was married before that. I think yeah. it was Peggy Peggy something. Which is actually, that, that comes up Peg. again. You can call me out. Yeah, I think her name was like Peggy Harper or Peggy Lee or yeah. something like that. No, I was going to say Peg from Steely Dan's Asia. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. She was, a, <laughs> she, was, a, she, was she was one time an actress of... Uh, auditioning yeah. for a photo, using a photo. Peggy Lipton? It might have been Peggy Lipton. Okay. She was know. in the Mod Squad. Mod Squad? <laughs> it was What's a TV mod squad? squad? It's a TV show in the 60s. Um. The Mod Squad. Very like Pimp My Ride? Very, yeah, kind of. Yeah, Three yeah, very yeah, 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 cool, very <laughs> kind of people that were cops. Like a black guy, a woman, oh, okay. and a white guy. And they all had, you know, they were all kind of hippies, <laughs> but they were cops. You know. The Mod Squad. Okay. That's Peggy Lipton. That might have been his wife. I don't, know. I don't know. It was a Peggy of some sort. I know that she dated Elvis. Well, so this this Who song. Wait, what? Peggy Lipton dated Elvis. Maybe that's oh, the greatest Are you connection. serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? Because I mean, that's what this whole song is about, in a way, a, but not really. There's a book out there, and I don't know the name of it, but it's where people are recounting their personal experiences meeting Elvis, mm -hmm. and and okay. she has one of the chapters where she talks about him and and her interaction with Elvis and it's pretty fascinating nice yeah that where she dated him uh and how he transformed himself from the the guy he was talking to he went into like into the bathroom and came out and it's full-blown Elvis with his hair and you oh, know, my sequins gosh. and everything oh my god it was like oh my wow. god that whole character <laughs> yeah yeah it's just uh, that can't be healthy <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah, we, we were just talking about so we obviously okay we just went on a road trip down from st louis to florida uh, the panhandle of florida we passed by mississippi uh, right like a uh -huh. couple of miles away from graceland we were listening to the song just kind of as we were driving by which is pretty yeah which is pretty Wait, awesome. was that intentional dad when you picked this no you're going by no, i didn't no? I, I, I didn't think we were going to go through uh, memphis until the last minute really That's we so decided do we go through nashville or memphis and we decided memphis so <sighs> no that's so funny. So like, yeah, wow. So you listen to this like 
being Paul Simon going down to Graceland in a way. Yeah. Yeah. If he ever did it. Um, he, well, I'm sure he did. He has this companion. Oh, man, this song, this song rules, song. though. This song, like, this song's yeah, coming in really right good. from the boy in the bubble, I was like, oh, okay. God. I, this I, is I, like I, I think I'd ever heard this one. Jay, had you heard this song before? This song, this was the other song I knew. I don't know why I know this, but I knew um, you can call yeah. me on a new Graceland. I had like a faint memory of it at some really point. Well. Okay. Yeah, nice. like from my childhood, like from college, I knew Diamonds on the Soldiers of Shoe because of the Vampire Weekend thing. But like, this is the song I knew from maybe our mom playing it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely knew this song from somewhere. But uh, no, this song is super interesting. I never really like listened to it all that closely at all. But like, <laughs> I was having a hard time. So he's going to Graceland, but I think he, I think this is like kind of like a midlife crisis song. Like he's having trouble yes. coming off of a divorce, not knowing what his life's doing, and him trying to connect with some sort of roots. And so he's going to go musical. So he goes to Elvis. That's not the and, first time a midlife crisis super... is going to come up on this album either. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because that 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 that's my big takeaway from this is like okay. So. Oh yeah, it's been. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't. I, I'm. I'm just going to go to Graceland and that's going to answer all my questions basically. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was 45. And again, song, so ironic now in 2021. Wow. Version. So he was, 40, he was 45. He was 40, yeah. He was born in 41. He's 79 now. Well, that's wow. I didn't realize how old he was okay. when this, uh, when this came out, that's pretty amazing to have the big hit yeah. album like this when you're 45. That yeah. is, we were just talking about that. How Ooh. often does that happen? Whoever did that? No yeah. one does yeah. that. Van Morrison, I guess. When they, but, yeah, well, Van Morrison is just apparently still popping Wait, out hits. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, <laughs> don't even get a start on Van, uh, started on Van Morrison. <laughs> Talking about Georgie Boy. Um, By the way, I, wait. No, I'm ironically, gonna, I'm going to take this tangent. I'm going to take the tangent that's been offered now to say I went to go check out some of the live editions of the Van Morrison songs, and that dude is a that dude is a a pure improv artist. He just plays every every time different, kind of like Shaky Graves. Really. Right? He just approaches right. it differently each time. It's different musicians each time. He's just Amazing. on a roll like all the time. It's mm-hmm. That's cool. so cool. I love that. Yeah. It's such like yeah, a different, so it's so funny yeah. listening to music and like hearing the people that are good at that versus the people. Well, I think we talked about it on that episode, like people that are good yeah. at that versus the people who like Steely Dan where like they're like so Steely technically Dan, proficient <laughs> and they're so, to me, they're so equally impressive and completely different it, it comes like, back think, to the vision it comes back to the visionary versus the uh the right the, right the repetitioner mm-hmm. um it's that at the I and mean, that's really at the, at the base of all art uh shouts to malcolm gladwell i don't know actually i don't know if that's the same, same thing than we it's are. like i don't think that because van morrison does a bunch of takes different ways and most of mm-hmm. them are shit <laughs> yep. but but Steely Dan has an idea, but they don't do it the first time, and it's great. They ha- they also have to rework it a million times. That's true. It's a different method to the same, to this. Like it's like it's starting from here and then doing this and then ending up here. It's like you end up at a really good song, but your methods to get there are completely different. That that's true. my way of thinking of it. True. Well, I mean, yeah. If you want to talk about methods, this is the perfect album for it because this album apparently just seemed to be a mess, an absolute mess. There were so many musicians featured on this album. There's just a, a, a ton of different musicians. A, a, a from South Africa? A whole bunch from South Africa. And then he brought it back and then recorded with some more people and then went, went back to South Africa and did some more oh, recording yeah. with more South African musicians. He met a few South African musicians in the United States to record with. 
um, really just a lot of a whole bunch of different different people that he was getting around with Paul Simon he's just he was like I don't know maybe he just was like just in an experimental phase obviously he was having a bit of a midlife crisis but didn't you say it took only a couple of weeks to record the parts in South Africa yeah yeah so when, on his original trip he recorded it like all in like two weeks so I mean he put a lot of faith in the in the people that were playing there the oh. South African people you know yeah a whole lot Right, and I assume he hadn't really met them before then. Like, they kind of just popped in, which is, like, normal musicians, but in a completely different country, that's got to be, like, a whole yeah. new plus, thing. <laughs> plus, there's no way he could have had an idea in mind what the song was going to sound like before he went over there, you know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think. It, yeah, it I mean... It's not like, oh, it's got to be the perfect sound for me. It's going to be... Yeah. We'll right. see what these people come up with. I think with. you're spot on with that, for sure. Totally, yeah. He had to be super open, because that was the whole point of this, right? And that's what we get yeah. from this, is him being very open to new influences. That's a really, yeah. really good point. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a good explanation for how you make a hit at 45, because, I mean, he, he made an album three years prior to this, and it was an absolute flop. So, um, yeah, maybe that, that that's that's a good um, good point. Mm. Be, be, be open-minded, kind of get some new influences in. Meet up with some talented musicians and uh, allow them to kind of guide you a little bit. I'm trying to do my best not to say steal other people's music and make it your own, <laughs> but because uh, <laughs> there's definitely an element. Hey, I think he was he would look at it as more a collaborative, you know, effort. Mm. And it probably was. working with all those yeah. guys in Africa that he really he respected and put an album together. Yeah, and, and they're and they're the life of Pablo right? has like a hundred producers attached to it. You know what I mean? It's the music yeah. is very hard. Oh, so uh, like, there was a guy know, in the Rolling Stone, I think it was Rolling Stone magazine who compared this Paul Simon album to like an early version of what Kanye West was doing with like Life of Pablo. Oh, bring it, like, Are you serious? Wait, yeah, that's cause, so cause, funny. Because Kanye totally West is it. very much into combining different cultural yeah. music. Yeah. Very much into that. Very much into bringing in, you know, tons of different artists. Yeah. So big um, collaborator, yeah. huge collaborator. Yeah. But then, that's, but that's then it's all just by Kanye West. But then if you go to the liner notes, then you see all of the ridiculous and like his no problem releasing that in a, in a different way. But like you see the lists and lists and lists of people that have, you know, attributed produced and exact produced and, 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 and played mm -hmm. instruments and writers or whatever to all of his songs. Cause there's so many of them. And it's super interesting. Definitely. Uh, before, so before we move on, from Graceland here, I, I do want to bring up a really cool lyric that I wrote down. It's just a nice little quote. Losing love is like a, she, it's, it's what is probably his ex-wife said or something. Losing yeah. love is like a window in your heart. Everybody sees you're blown apart. Everybody sees the wind blow. It's just a nice little, I, I just, I kind of like the quote. Yeah, no, no, this is totally a divorce. So this is a divorce album. This is a guy who's apexed in a probably. lot of way and is coming down, is, is coming, he's coming to terms with failing and he's losing love and i think this is that 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 totally makes sense why he kind of turned to this uh i don't know completely different musical aspects to kind of rejuvenate his creative sense or he's like right. well no and it might have been I'm too doing. after having a flop and having not many hits in right. a while he wanted to go back and revisit his roots and maybe he was a huge elvis fan probably totally totally so i think that's that's, that's the whole graceland connection 100 yeah. where he's like i listened to elvis when i was a kid and that made me maybe made me want to make music in the first place so let me i want to go back to that and figure out what i'm doing that's a but really then it's cool funny to combine that with the whole african thing like it's such a weird difference thing like mm -hmm. why 
why name the album Graceland when this is a huge album where you're experimenting with African music? That's the part that I never, un- I do not understand. Yeah, yeah. What could, what <laughs> the hard part is like, and what else could you name it? Because like, you're not going to call it Gum Boots if you're Paul Simon because he's kind of a pop artist. Right. And I guess at this time, well, no, Diamonds on the Soul of Your Shoes I mean, seems I would like call to it me. Johannesburg, maybe. Or... Yeah, yeah. That would have been, been a good That honestly would have been a good title for this. That would have yeah. been actually really cool if he named it that. <laughs> but he's like, no one's going to, no, no, the Warner Brothers is like, no one knows what Johannesburg is. District 9 yeah. hasn't come out yet. Like, no one. You, you just flopped an album. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, don't don't do this to us. Just name it Graceland. People love Elvis. <laughs> this is gonna sell. <laughs> and then he, and then he put it number two on the album. All smart moves. Yeah, all smart oh, moves for gr- sure. A great second song. A fantastic second song, especially coming off the boy in the bubble. Honestly, maybe that's his one too. Is doing that and then going to Graceland. One of the best songs on the album. One Absolutely. cool thing about the song Graceland, we were trying to figure out what that sound is in the back kit. If it was steel drums. Oh yeah, it's like it's a it's it kind of glues the whole song together in a way, and it's uh yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it would be. Yeah, you want to pop back in really quick? Let's pop back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe there's no obligations now. Maybe I'm a reason to believe we all will be received in Wait, you can't hear it now, can you? I don't hear it. Yeah? You hear it? I hear a guitar. I hear that weird you bass. You think that's like a strumming guitar in the background? That's a strumming just, guitar. Maybe just sure. a strumming guitar. Wait, hold up. Go back. Go back to like. Uh, go back to like 25 seconds. Go back to like 25 seconds, please. Oh, you're saying. Okay. 25 seconds in general. No, no, sorry. Uh, go back to like. Maybe have a reason. It's from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, zero twenty-five. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mississippi Delta. I love it. Yeah, it's just that's just yeah. an acoustic. No, you love that bass. Yeah, it's a it's that bass. I hate the bass. The bass bothers me. <laughs> part of this whole it's song. In your face. And I love the bass. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I bass. love the bass. <laughs> I do not like this bass. I do not like this 80s. This is 80s bass to me. That, that's that's a straight right, up that super compressed. Or, or yeah, it's a bass guitar yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really, really compressed with a lot of. Really yeah, I would think he was saying yeah. that there's some kind of African instrument he used for the bass for this album. Not. Good. Not a bass or no. To me, this is I'm like no. This is a this is either a synth or a bass. Massively, there there is a bass guitar credited on the album, but (laughs) um, but it's hard to say honestly because it could be either one of those two. It's it's probably a bass guitar, but it's really well made, so to the point where it could be a a moog. Hard to say. Yeah, to me, this is like it could be an African instrument too. Honestly, it's so produced. There's so much effects on it. Hard to say. Yeah, if 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 they literally change that bass sound, this this song completely holds up today whereas like that brings <laughs> it down and i think it does hold up song today like i think this is a great song and you could play it today no problem but i think the bass like makes it be like oh this is an 80s song like for anyone to listen to it and to go oh this is an 80s song 
Agreed. If you take Agreed. that base away, they wouldn't say that. They would say it would, they would have a harder time placing it in terms of like a timeline. Yeah, there, I feel but like maybe there's a sharp that, divide going into the '90s. You know, this isn't a '90s song, but you could say it's the '70s. Yeah, well, song. not like the '90s. Um, yeah, but then again, if like if it was an acoustic bass or like or it was more like real sounding, then they go, "Oh, is this a '70s song?" You know, so yeah. I don't know. I True. don't know what's the better answer, really. True. But to me, I'm gonna be more '70s leaning. Look at our Van Morrison episode. <laughs> yeah, that was very fun. Our love of uh, 70s production. <laughs> All right, let's get into I Know What I Know. She thought I was all right All right in the sort of a limited way For an off night She said, don't I know you from the cinematographer's party I said, who am I to blow against the wind I know what I know It weren't that funny I said, what does that mean? I really remind you of money She said, oh, who am I To blow against the wind I know what I know I'll say what I've said We come and we go Yeah, all right. Uh, let's hear all of us do a impression of that vocal backing. How cool is That's that, though? High notes being hit I, back there. I feel like you either love that or hate it, but I, I absolutely love the vocal back. I love it. <laughs> this one, the first, it's the first one that's plainly African and and not like anything else. You know, nothing American going on here. Yeah, with that background yeah. singing. Do you like Maybe it? Do you, do you like the whole song? Oh, what did you say the, like... the women were? Oh, uh, the, name of them? The, the Gaza sisters. Gaza sisters. Yeah, the Gaza sisters. And General me, MD Sharinda, I'm not sure if he's a real general or not. We can do the research on the way. <laughs> For me, this song, this is, I think, my favorite song off the whole album. It's, it's a sneaker. I love <laughs> okay. this song. Okay. This song is wow. so much fun to me. The fr- like this, the first time mm. I listened to this album in earnest, I was like, yes, I like what is going on here. And this is where I, and this was the first song where I was like, okay. Before I thought of Graceland and, and Diamonds on the Souls of Shoe being like the huge influence on Vampire Weekend, but the energy and that jangly guitar that's in this, I'm like, okay, this is really where they got the song. Yeah, that jangly guitar. We were, Dad was just saying something about it at the while we were while we were listening to it here. Yeah, so you can't listen to that guitar and decipher any kind of melody that it's playing. It's it's more almost he's like percussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, that's well. Hold on, let's let's pop back in. She said, "Don't I know you from the cinematographer's party?" I mean, it doesn't like sort of like an abstract. This is what I think of when I think of Paul Simon right there. 
Yeah, like I, I think this song is so cool. <laughs> the song yeah. makes it for me. I agree with you, and and apparently, I think Paul Simon. I got I didn't I didn't write down anything, but the quote from Paul Simon, he's basically brought brought made the song for the backing vocals to bring in these back backing yeah. vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're a huge part of the song. Yeah. Pretty obvious. Yeah, and they're so much fun. Like it's I don't know. To me, like this song gives yeah. me energy. Like, Doesn't this, this remind you of like that Wally song by Peter Gabriel? Oh, like the, Back to Earth. Yeah, that's a great song. I, I don't know if it reminds Wally, me of that. Like, the movie Wally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I didn't know. He, I forgot that he even made it. It was a hit. I think it was like a top 100 hit. Uh, yeah, and the dude was like, you know. Sad. Oh, wait. That's not the name of it. Oh, Down Is it not to back to No, it's Down no, to Earth. No, no. Down to Earth, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There it is. Here you go, okay, cool. We're going to change Let's pop this. I love this fucking song. <laughs> I think it's my favorite Peter Gabriel song. <laughs> it's, my Peter fav- it's my favorite Peter Gabriel song, no question. <laughs> It literally made me cry. That, like that's going to be a funny. <laughs> made you cry? Oh, I love the, this. This is the credits it's rolling in Molly. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, this is a fun foray. People are going to be listening to this. They're like, what are we doing? Did you By what gravity brings to the ground. Did you feel you were tricked by the future you picked? Well, come on down. All these rules don't apply when you're high in the sky. So come on down. Come on down. We're coming down to the ground. There's no better place. I think our guest is taking a disgusted face right now. He does not. <laughs> New Age Peter Gabriel. I don't know this. I don't know it. It's the first time I've ever heard it. It's about the movie. Oh, it's good. I don't know. Peter Gabriel fan. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta get on the latest stuff. <laughs> Me and Joe, you know, like, we know. This one's only 20 years old. <laughs> Um, this has nothing to do with the song we were playing, by the way. That's I don't know. I just I just I don't know. Just I think that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just kind of kind of gave me similar similar sense. like similar energy. It's just like kind of that when the when the when the drop I'll call it a drop when the drop comes when the drop hits hard <laughs> and whoop, starts banger. Whoop, whoop, yeah, whoop, whoop. that starts. Uh, <laughs> it kind of gives me a similar similar energy from from that song. Okay, the big point I wanted to make here, Paul, and this is specifically mm-hmm. to you, is listening to this. I was like, oh my God, you know who's a huge fan of Paul Simon, probably? Who? He was featured on our best of 2020 list. One of his albums we both really liked. He's Mac Canadian. Miller? No. Mac He's Canadian. <laughs> no. Well, huh? yeah, you're close. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> he wrote a whole album about a bar. Bernie Mac. No, Jesus. Andy Schaff. Yeah, Andy Schaff. I actually yeah, said Andy that Schaff. earlier. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. You're good. It's, it's said, him yeah, is saying, yeah. I heard you knew me from the cinematographer's party. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. He must have listened to this a bunch and got that little inflection I, thing. Totally. Totally. 100%. Right? Yeah. Andy okay. Schaff and Paul Simon are like lost brothers. Like that. 
yeah, yeah. I knew you'd pick up on that. He was like, that's into it. probably, probably. In yeah. Oh no, definitely. Like he, if you ask him, I'm sure he's like, oh no, I love Paul Simon. <laughs> There's no way he's not. But this it, song it, it, I hadn't heard in 30 years, you know, it, right. and it was not a single even, right? Right. No, 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 no. Which that, singles. that surprised me. I thought this would be a sleeper hit and I'm surprised they even really listened to the single. Like, yeah, this song is definitely so a banger. No doubt. So dad, did you like this upon revisiting it? Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. You know what? I there's only maybe one song that I didn't really care for on this album after going back and listening to it. For me, it's the, for me, it's the it. next song. Don't say yeah. it. Yeah, really? gumbo, whatever. Gumboots, that, that, yeah, like, gumboots, gum yeah. Gumboots, really? Oh, that's yeah. so funny. All right, no, no, no. no. I kind of want to just skip to it then. I kind of want to. I want to get right to gumboots. Yeah, do it. Yeah. See, see what people don't <laughs> see what they're Let's missing. This was kind of annoying to me. having this discussion in a taxi heading downtown rearranging my position on this friend of mine who had a little bit of a breakdown i said hey you know breakdowns common breakdowns go so what are you gonna do about it that's what i'd like to know you don't feel you could love me but i feel you morning hours when I fell into a phone call Believing I had supernatural powers I slammed into a brick wall I said, hey, is this my problem? Is this my fault? If that's the way it's gonna be, you wanna call the whole thing to a halt You don't feel you could love me, but I feel you You don't feel you could love me, but I feel you my response to you guys on this song is like the way you guys talked about the boy in the bubble. I'm like, oh no, this is energetic. I think you know, this is fun. I think it's like a good filler song. <laughs> really, really fills out the album. I, it's just I guess not. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's not pop and it's not clean. This reminds me of some of the Los Lobos songs where they're doing the Spanish singing, you know, oh. the, the traditional Spanish songs. I like, eh, skip over that. Also, yeah. the other song it reminded no. me of. If, if if you remember Canary in a Coal Mine by the Police, where no. it was a it was a single and it was a popular song, but a lot of people it just annoyed them because it was just so driving high yeah, energy. BPM's That's how I think this high. song is just like yeah, uh, driving high energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A That's a definite much. way to describe this. It's just so, like. <laughs> I'm going to taxi. I'm going downtown. We're figuring out, you know what? We're arguing, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just like, just relax, man. <laughs> Take me to the next song. <laughs> Get into diamonds. I'm over this. I feel like, I feel like this is going to be a good point to bring up two things. One thing, one, one of them is that uh, this song is a direct, uh, complete cover. It's a cover of a South African pop song. Uh, it's, it's I knew 100% it. 100 yeah. percent cover, like it's a it's a redirection. It's just basically re mm -hmm. reproduced. Um, right. Well, but, you said that he was yeah. like impressed by the Boyo Boys. So was it a Boyo Boy -Yo, Boys. Yo Boys song? Yeah, this Boy -Yo -Yo was a Boyo Yo Boys. Boys song. Yep, and he they they still played with him on this one okay. just to kind of so, reproduce it. Yeah, you yeah. might have changed the lyrics. So that means obviously it they might have okay, sang in a different language. But 
And with that, well, I mean, like, obviously had their blessing, I guess, if you will, right? So it was okay that he sold this. If they literally came on to do this, and they're like, and it might be an old, it. it might be a, a traditional, like, 100-year-old song, too, you don't know. True, but uh, definitely got the accordion, though. And yeah, the accordion yeah, came back song with the, accordion. the second time out of three, at least. <laughs> might be even more than three. No, no, yeah, no, I think so, it's second of three. Oh, that maybe, note, yeah, the know. boy in the bubble is gaining more and more credulence as, <laughs> as we go through the album. By the end, Jay no. will be 100% wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to be like me with uh, <laughs> fucking what's it called? Uh, what was it? What was the uh, what was the song on <laughs> Smashing Pumpkin? On what? Which is now on our which is now on our playlist, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that all of our oh, listeners. Smashing Pumpkins, you're talking about Quiet? Yeah, I'm talking about Quiet, yeah. It's a hit. That was a hit. <laughs> and by the end of the album, Jay was convinced and loved it so much he added it to the playlist. <laughs> it's the worst song of the album, but it is on our playlist now because I thought that'd be huh. hilarious. Because you know pick say, one. Jay, you're supposed to just leave the Easter egg. Come on yeah, now. You're, you're right. you gotta leave the nice. give the people some suspense. You're right. You're right. Well, it's okay. They're not listening to this one either. So <laughs> that's true. Hi, everybody. From two years from now. Um, so, uh, so uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I said I wanted to bring up two things. The other one was this quote by Paul Simon that I really liked, which was, "An album should be like a play. If you have a serious song, it should be followed by you know something different, like an abstract song, and then that should go into like, a humorous song." So very I good. thought you would really like that, Jay. Yeah, he, Thank he's you. definitely yes, I do. very mindful of that progression and going from song to song. Because they should be the yeah yeah that is something that I will say like the again we we've done a few really good albums that do this like the uh, the track listing is very conscious of itself and that's to me very important if you're gonna make an album make it why why the fuck would you not care the order in which it's played in but hey you know some people don't care um, these are all over the place these first four songs you know I think. Although well, Boy in the Bubble kind of, and Graceland like, sticks out, Graceland sticks out is it's completely different from the other two. Yeah, Graceland sticks out, and that's the point is that it's the second song, and then you kind of go into I know what I know, which is another. Yeah. It's, it's a high. I, like, I love you that. go up Boy in the Bubble, down Graceland, up Know What I Know, up even more Gumboots because you go into the deep, deep low and then of diamonds the, on the beginning of Diamonds. So like it, it's like a, it's like a fun trajectory. Like it seems very purposeful, I would say, in terms of oh, energy. Definitely, definitely. Like, uh, yeah. So yeah, I definitely gain more. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure if I gain more respect for Paul Simon as an artist after listening to this. I think I'd have to go through a lot of his earlier work to really see what pure Paul Simon was. I think this is this is like almost like an experimental album. Yeah, uh, but like it's interesting I, yeah. to get. Like I don't know Paul Simon that much, or, or even Simon and Garfunkel that well. So it's funny to be like, this is now going to be in the nose, the 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 Paul yeah, Simon album. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Totally. I know. Did, did he have a hit after That's this? A good starting point. I think. Did he have another? Hit you know, he this? had one trick pony yeah. that was kind of a big hit after this. Why? Well, yeah, I thought that uh, the the train song was kind That's of about big. It. Oh, oh, Fifty yeah. ways to leave your lover. No, no, that was before. No, no, this. that was before this. Yeah. It was the seventies. No, no. Um, what was that one song? Uh, uh, Mama, Mama's on the train or whatever. No, throw him home from your train. No, no, that's uh. <laughs> Wait, holy <laughs> shit! I didn't realize how many. Wait, this is literally. You can call me out as the number one song. Then Graceland is number Spotify four, list. and Diamonds is number five. That's dang out of his songs. Yeah, yeah so three out of the me and three out of his top five songs are from the song. Wow. fans also like Van Morrison. I didn't realize Van Morrison was so. Look at that. Linked. And then Crosby, <laughs> Stills, and Nash, which is basically 
Oh my god! The new uh, old age fleet foxes, Paul. We've been on yep. a run of of folk inspired <laughs> sands smashing pumpkins, but still, no doubt. No, I was gonna say um, if we do. Um, no, hold on. This is not worth it. I'm, I'm leaving his too many albums. I just I just came up with the next album, by the way. Oh, perfect. I can't wait. I can't Checkpoint. wait. To hear it. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. You guys ready? Yeah. Um, should, I, should I skip ahead? Well, let's sit through it. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The, the opening Definitely is so good. Yeah. Thank you. Sit through it. She's a rich girl. She don't try to hide it. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. He's a poor boy. Empty as a pocket. Empty as a pocket with nothing to lose. Sing ta na 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 She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. ta na 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 She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. 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 She's crazy, she got diamonds on the soles of her shoes Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues Diamonds on the soles of her shoes She was physically forgotten But then she slipped into my pocket with my car keys She said, you've taken me for granted Because I please you Wearing these diamonds And I could say, as if everybody knows what I'm talking about. As if everybody here would know exactly what I was I talking about. I kind of went through that. As if everyone knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> it's really as good songwriting. Like, this song apparently yeah, took yeah. him uh, three to four months to write. This he, was he was a, like obsessive oh. about this song. This he, he was about obsessive this about this one. That's yeah. good. You know what? It really deserves the praise then, because I, I really like the song. It, it feels like a lot went into it. If you feel the heft of, uh, you know, I don't labor, know. labor. Yeah, you feel yeah. The, the heft. Of, this wasn't like you can call me out. It's kind of it feels kind of like kind of like pieced together. Whereas like this yeah. song kind of feels like they put he put his heart and soul into this one. Yeah, he, uh, apparently you can call me out was made very very quickly. Ah, very good. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, the sorry, the songwriting for it, not the not the production. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Think this, yeah, this, this song, one to me know. is this, seems... this is the most vampire weekend-ish song on here. Yes. Right? Except for the horns. Definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very much it would yeah, fit no, right in there no with a lot of their music. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a vampire weekend song. No doubt. <laughs> All it takes is Ezra on first singing on it. Yeah, first album. Yeah, you need to get his uh, his howling, like his like a high pitch. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Honestly, it would. I would love to hear him remake this song. I would really enjoy that with his. Oh my god, that would be so cool. Try this out in concert. It would be awesome. 
I'm surprised we haven't talked about the percussion oh, yeah, so much on this album. Jay, I'm surprised you haven't brought up the percussion on this album. This percussion is so sick. Yeah, because the fucking 80s, yeah, well. <laughs> in the song, it's really I, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I just it, said it like that. In the song, it's good. Do, 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 so, so, so yeah, honestly, down. that's not really my style. I don't really like that that much. It's fine. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's tribal. It's African. So it's like, I guess that's kind of cool. But I don't know. To me, it doesn't never really motion to it. Yeah, it, should, no, it doesn't no, stick out at all. Not even a little bit. But it, that's the whole point of it. It does. It's definitely a backbone a of the song, and it definitely keeps it going in a way, like especially energy-wise. Like it, it kind of like there's a surging energy to the song, where it's like it, it it sort of feels like a folk song, but at the same time, because of that progression, because of the the bass line, it sort of like surges along in a way that you don't expect a folk song to. So in that aspect, yeah, yeah, it's good. But, what about the guys? What about the doo-wop African intro? And I think he gets back to it at oh, the I end. Oh, I love that. It is awesome. Yeah, they're doing it, it right but now. It's, but it's so much like doo-wop music, you know, in the early 60s. I guess I didn't so. didn't think about the doo-wop. Yeah, I never them. actually pieced that together. I, I would guess that this is also mm-hmm. like an African ring for sure. Yeah. But yeah. But, Definitely. But they might yeah, have loved doo-wop. Yeah, it's like, like when you Might have evolved from doo-wop, you don't know. Yeah. But I mean, like, Maybe. if you if you're in a tribe and you only have a couple of bongos and a few people's <laughs> yeah. voices, then it makes yeah. sense that you'd eventually get to singing this, together yeah. in this sort of way. But this right, is well, so, we're like, the we're gonna get to it later in, in Homeless. I mean, this is a similar. The vocal parts are very yeah. similar to what what comes up later yeah, in Homeless. But yeah, the, the opening thing. is so cool. Man, I just yes. uh, the production the on the, the vocals, the the vo- no, no, I mean it's similar. The vocal, similar. yeah, right. The They're levels on each vocals, it's, and it's just it, it's it's beautiful, especially the way that like the, he kind of they wave it in and out, like, mm-hmm. and they yeah. all do that. I mean, it's it's not like this complicated, but I I don't know. I just really well, like it's like it. what you said. Okay, so you said that the same guy engineered all of his stuff, right? So that makes sense because yeah. Simon and Garfunkel was so emphasized on their harmonies and like their oh, that's beautiful true. vocal that's true. prowess, yeah, that's right? Really so cool. it totally makes sense that yeah. this guy was a baller, a master, <laughs> recording just voices. an absolute master of dual vocals. Yeah, the touch, <laughs> and you can hear it. Yeah, in this, yeah, the vocal production. This is yeah, perfect. It's so yeah, easy yeah, to get that yeah, straight because so you need to EQ the voices like to get them to glue Look, together perfectly. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. It's not easy. Here on the album call, we talk about vocal quality a lot, and we get it we get it wrong a lot. We're really trying to dial in. If yeah, Jay, we, got, Jay got it wrong with Van Morrison, for instance, last week. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, uh, you're not talking no, about vocal no, quality. You're talking about you're talking about oh, in like production, production quality. Sure. I'm talking about everything. And then what, oh, okay. what I'm trying to say is if what's it, Paul, what's it? What's his name again? Like, what's his name? What's his name? Who's the Donald guy? Fagan? Who's oh. the per, who, no, no, the Wexler? engineer. Who's the engineer? Oh, Foley? No, not Wexler. Oh, Foley. What did you say? The engineer for what's all the Gary, Gary Foley. 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 Gary Foley, if you're listening right now, if you could please come engineer our podcast and make us sound <laughs> a lot better, you know, really appreciate it. We know that I you really know what voices, voices should sound like. like. This, this whole thing yeah, we can send you know exactly what dual voices if you could sound like. Thanks, Gary. You know, it's going to yeah, improve so our listener ownership from five to ten. <laughs> There's a lot of upside. A lot of upside. Here, here. <laughs> potential look there's a lot of money in it for you <laughs> <laughs> talking dollars on the hour here <laughs> we're talking dollars for tens upwards of dollars. to minimum wage <laughs>
If you're lucky, if you're really lucky. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> do you have? Yeah, um, great song. I was telling Dad like this I song. Like, I don't know if I, the song just seems to be easily understandable too. It's just the diamonds on the soles of her shoes. She's super. I do like the phrase "diamonds on the soles of her shoes." I've never heard it's that. A, it's a weird concept. Yes, like, because you're, you're so like, rich that you put diamonds on the soles of your. You're walking on your diamonds. You're she's literally walking on diamonds. Definitely. I, I was totally thinking it was in my in my thought it was because it was so African influenced that that is totally like an African saying like oh there she goes she must have diamonds on the soles of her feet that that oh. that was I, that was my thinking uh, my feet didn't cross my mind song and you know that most diamonds come from South Africa too that's where they right exactly like it's totally yeah. an African thing yeah right so that that was my thinking could be wrong could be not but it's interesting like the i, I like the concept of the song where it's rich girl mm. poor boy you prince and the pauper or that's not prince and the pauper sorry but whatever rich girl poor boy they fall in love they yep. figure it out whatever i like i, I like know. the line he puts sorry. on aftershave to compensate for his ordinary shoes yes yes that was always that the makes line me laugh out loud to too yeah, yeah, yeah. To compensate aftershave, and I was like, "Wow, I've never used aftershave. That's is that a thing to do?" <laughs> that's because you got my shoes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't need to compensate. Mm-hmm. Well, and that I put diamonds in my shoes regularly. Mm, yeah, that would help. That would definitely help. <laughs> Are you ready? You ready? Yeah, ready for the song. big hit? Let's, let's hit it. Big. What can you call them? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I let me let me restart. I have to start this blaring. All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yep. A man walks down the street. He says, "Why am I soft in the middle now?" Why am I soft in the middle of the rest of my life is so hard I need a photo opportunity, I want a shot of redemption Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight Far away my well-lit door Just a beer belly, beer belly Get these mutts away from me, you know I don't find this stuff amusing anymore If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your lawn I can call you Betty, Betty when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention and all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? Be ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All this this is a rare instance for me. This song. Wait, what? What are you gonna say? I said you Father? couldn't put that term "roly poly little rat face girl" in a song these days. <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh uh, yeah, I thought I thought that every time I heard fit. that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I heard that line, I was like, yeah, that's not flying today. <laughs> oh my god, rat face people would throw a fit. Roly poly. <laughs> 
Roly poly rat face, bat face girls, bat face girls. Like, oh shit, Paul. Like, damn, you do not like that girl. Okay, this song for me is a rare instance of me being like, this is a hit song, and it and I knew what it was, and this song got significantly better for me listening to it repeatedly. Really, I love it's got the this most song. 80s though. When when it started, no, I, I thought. I thought this is huge. And that's what I, I I didn't expect it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I that's that's what I think of this song, especially with this part. Wait, oh no, it's gone now. But that huge like horns like bam, yeah. da, da, da. The way it starts, but then yeah. every other part of the song, I think like with his songwriting and like the way he sings it and the way like the verses go made me like it so much more it, you, in a way like, that I did this, not expect. I think this has so much of Paul Simon in it. Like I think this is like this isn't he didn't write this as some sort of story. Like, I think this is Paul Simon. Like, th- this is a straight up midlife crisis song. I think this came really easily for yep. him to sing. Yeah. I think this is, I mean, it's crazy that this is like a dance party hit because it's a song about it's this guy just questioning every aspect it's, of his life. <laughs> well, but is it is it his, oh, is he the guy? Like, cause I, okay, I, I really want to figure this song out because in this song, there are two people. There's the guy, there's a songwriter, and then there's the guy. Well, there's two protagonists in a way, and it's the guy and his bodyguard. And yeah. there's the one guy who's getting fatter and older, and that he needs to find a purpose in life. And then there's the guy, Al, who says, You'll be Betty, and I'll be Al, and you'll be my bodyguard, and I'll be your friend. Like, what the fuck? I don't think that's what's going on here. <laughs> that's the chorus of the song is no, saying, no, So I'll, you'll be my bodyguard, you'll be Betty, I'll be Al. I'll be your long lost pal. You'll be my pal. And so, like, this, what uh, is that? Unfortunately, it's got a really simple explanation, and uh, I was a little disappointed. It's just so this was a, a song made about his ex-wife Peggy, whatever her name was, and uh, somebody came up to them at a party and and didn't know their names and called Peggy Betty and called Paul Al. No. Oh. Okay. So this is kind of like a song about them, their marriage, I guess, in, in a way. Maybe it's just a running joke for them. Yeah. You can call me out. So it's really Christ. sweet. Really, you know, really sweet. I say this song to me okay. is clearly, nice. uh, this is all about a humor. You know, he's trying to be funny here. I think I, so? Yeah, oh yeah. I think he's just, yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. just, 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 definitely. just well, he's trying well, to have fun with the it. song is definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. He's kind of, maybe he's laughing at himself a little there, bit. There's oh, a lot of humor in Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. The uh, the video for this, which you, neither of you guys have probably seen, um, it's. It, I have awesome. seen it. I thought about yeah, okay. it a lot while listening to it. So, yeah, yeah. And the, you think about it's humor, him and, a, he, and a, a giant dude. No, it's it's Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase right? from like, Saturday Night Live. Is him and Chevy Chase walk in, and they are there's two chairs, and they sit down, and you're expecting Paul to start singing, and Chevy Chase starts mouthing Paul's oh. lyrics. So it's hilarious to see. Oh my God, Chevy oh, Chase is doing the singing. Yeah. Chevy Chase is like 6'4. Oh my God, that's so funny. They both come in, they sit <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. When, Chevy... when the singing starts, it's Chevy okay, Chase that starts singing. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh man. So he, he flipped the switch on it. Oh yeah. man, Paul Simon, what a funny dude. That, I did not. That, yeah, that's hilarious. That's pretty funny. That's good. No, yeah. That's pretty funny what for a mainstream hit like this. Why like, was I thinking? I was thinking of Paul Simon. In a, I didn't. Okay, I didn't watch it, but I thought I had seen it, and I thought it was a room where there's Paul Simon, short dude, with a giant guy, and they were both wearing matching suits, 
and they're running around in the room. That's not a thing at all yeah. that exists. I don't know where it went. I don't. You know, all I remember is how it started, really, when they sat down and and Chevy Chase starts singing. That sounds right. That sounds I don't right. Remember yeah, where I don't, it went from there. I, I don't remember Chevy Chase being a part of it at all. So like, I think something exists oh. in my memory where that's the music video. Not, where it's not Chevy Chase. Like Chevy Chase is. Uh, I don't like Chevy Chase. You don't like I hate Chevy Chase. Oh, <laughs> it no, comes out. Dick. It comes out. Everyone hates Chevy Chase. Throw yeah, it on, right. throw it on the grill. Like everybody hates him now. Throw it on the grill because we got beef. Why? What did Chevy Chase? Yeah, do? Chevy Chase is like a known asshole. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that's, that's right. well known. I mean, he he, he, was he did a comeback. Okay, with do you guys know when you go to the bathroom and? Yeah, no, but he's a giant asshole in that and during the whole production of that. That's why I actually hate him the most is because of oh, community because I love community. Oh, okay. But do you know when you go to the bathroom and you look at a toilet and you see a crane, like the bird, the crane, and it says crane underneath? Yeah. Are you familiar with that at all? The, the yeah, there's the, the toilet that we have yeah, here is, is a crane family. toilet. Yeah, that's Chevy Chase's family. Oh, so he's, he he's got toilet himself. money. <laughs> I hate Chevy Chase. Well, we shit on him daily. Yeah, he's got toilet money. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> exactly. Well, he was he was hilarious. The first that year makes me that like like him. Right, because he was known for that, and then but then everyone hated him because you're just like a pretentious, like rich boy. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that that makes me like like him. Preppy, f head. He was funny in Saturday Night Live. Then try to like that was only one year. He had all those fantastic National Lampoon movies. Should we get into the proper B side? Are you or two of them? Are you guys ready for the proper B sides? Because that's the end of the A sides right there. Oh, I, I had one more little fun fact on the song. Um, two, actually, two more fun facts on the song. Uh, there's a bass line at like three. If you started at three thirty-eight, Jay. Oh yeah, yeah. Get the, that oh, no, I have that yeah, note too. So let's play awesome that through. Let's get. And, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the ramp up. I'm gonna get the ramp cool. up. Cool, cool, cool. was actually uh, i forget what it, i think the word is like a palindrome or something where they just played it forward and then reversed it they really did it yeah they really did that that's fun it's a recording trick so yeah play, play it back again and you'll hear it for sure it's really easy once you notice right, that let me go to 340 thanks it? jamie what did you go to what is uh, it? 338 338 no what i need to go to 338. Oh, you can totally hear it. You can totally hear when the part like you can hear him flip it. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, that's fun. One more, one more little thing. One more little thing. Yeah, just fun facts, right? Uh, The engine, the Uh engineer needed. So it's like obviously it's a super high-powered song with a ton of percussion and a ton of loud noises. There's actually eight brass instruments on this one song, but um, the engineer used used a a delay on Simon's vocals, just a slight delay to make it pop out. So if if you listen really closely, there's like the entire song. He basically like if you think of like a drop shadow in design, he just basically kind of used a slight delay on all of Simon's vocals. Really, really slight. Really, really slight, but just enough. 
Apparently it was a big problem. You can hardly even tell. You can hardly even tell. I think you'd have to really focus in on it. But um, they also have those really low vocals that come underneath them, so as so as that vocal stick out. Anyway, that's all I had on that. Oh. <laughs> and that does have the, uh, have the African under? background singing, but otherwise, not much African influence on in that song, I don't think. A lot of percussion. A lot of percussion, yeah. yeah. Percussion. There's percussion. all the congas yeah, 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 and, the and plus the bassist. The bassist was a South African bassist, so okay. all that was like <laughs> crazy bass. Next song. Yeah. Man. All right. This is under African, African skies, skies here on Radio Album Crawl. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. All time. Is that again? By the stars in the southern hemisphere, and he walked his days under Africa's skies. This is the story of how we begin to remember. This is the powerful pulsing of love in the vein. After the dream of falling and calling your name out. These are the roots of rhythm, and the roots of rhythm remain. In early memory, mission music was good. African Skies. How do you guys feel? Not the most exciting song on the album. I don't know. It's very conventional, yeah. I think, but but I guess it's Africanish, right? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally got Africa in the name. That's true. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice. It's a nice song. It's a good follow-up. So you can call me out. Like, like you're gonna get that big bombastic single, and then you're gonna. Glide right into the beast. This is like a day in the life. Yeah, this is like a day in the life type of deal. Not by the Beatles, just it's a kind yeah. of a not not a uh just pedestrian. Yeah, pedestrian. The, the, yeah, this this song kind of seems like look, I had my African influences and this is about that. Like he talks about going back to the roots where the rhythm is, like music all came from Africa. So he's got Linda Ronstadt harmonizing with him on this song, and uh, which is oh, ironic. is that who it is? Okay, because I, yeah. I, I hated, yeah. Wait, no, I hated her in this. I think she ruins the song actually. <laughs> this white lady <laughs> coming yeah, I in. Some I African hated woman. this. Fine. Uh, before, oh really? Before go, I told you. I just so. heard. There was a huge, there's a pretty big controversy about Linda Ronstadt even being on this it's album. Linda Ronstadt? Because I don't even know who Linda Ronstadt is at all. But apparently uh, she, 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 had, she had been the previous person to accept money to play in South Africa and broke the UN law. So I don't know if Simon purposely picked her for that, but uh, she was already kind of people calling her a part, an apartheid uh, sympathist or whatever okay. you want to call it. Um, yeah. 
Linda Ronstadt was Amazing. huge, huge in the 70s, early 70s huge. pop artists. Yeah. She had a ton of hits. Like Madonna? Like what yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like Madonna. Yes. She was the, the biggest female pop artist in, in the 70s, early really? 70s. Oh, yeah. Bigger than Joni Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. Yep, for sure. She was very, very popular. Yeah, she was huge. Hey, she was huge. Linda Ronstadt, very big. She had she had the Eagles as her backup band. Wait, is she not before she... they broke out? Yeah. Jay's 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 an anti Eagles. But the but I'm just saying. Jay Jay Jay, we spent the last two days listening to a lot of Neil Young, good amount of Neil Young. Oh no! Oh well, kind of. Honestly, no, no, fuck Neil Young, sort of. But I have a personal beef with Neil Young. But I think honestly, eventually, it's going to get overcome because I think I actually should like Neil Young. I just have a lot of personal vendettas the, the, against the, them. The computation. Eagles, though. In, in a, it looks like Eagles do not escape it. my wrath. I hate the Eagles. Yeah, Jay, no, like you and Neil Jay, Young, you know I what you need to do, man. Young, you just need, but... Jay, you need to take it easy. You and your uncle Bob, he hates yeah, the Eagles so God. much severely. <laughs> I don't, you know. The Eagles I, I give suck. Them their place. I hate the Eagles. I give Neil them their Young, place. like you know, that's Neil like Young saying, you know, there thing, should be no vanilla ice cream. Exactly. That's Wait, a good point. The Eagles, you compare the Eagles to vanilla ice cream? Yeah. Wait, just, I'm sorry. I don't understand. You're saying. Oh, no, it's just. It, yeah, liking just we're the making kind of like, generic music in, uh, in the country. Yeah. Soft no. rock area. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Vanilla is the base for all good ice cream because <laughs> every good ice cream evolves exactly. from vanilla. Exactly. Nothing evolves from the Eagles. The Eagles is. <laughs> It's like all of the good music is here and then it evolves down to the worst part and then they scrape the bottom and then that's what that <laughs> Oh, God. It's the culmination of all the worst parts of music. Oh, no, I hate the fucking Eagles. <laughs> well, the Eagles hate just you. low okay. life. Give, they're literally the worst. He's dead, Jay. Glenn Fry is dead, okay? Yeah, Glenn Fry is dead. It's literally the shrug wanted? of music. It's if someone shrugged and then that was music and that's the Eagles. And when I, I live in California, music, I happen, I happen to hear from happened to hear uh, from some people in LA that John Henley was just a raging asshole, just very, very abusive, bad, bad, bad yeah, to women. <laughs> so anyway, that that might make you feel a little it's bit worse, even more. Right? Hate, hate him even and more. In case they're you listening, me, hey, no, it does. It makes me feel better beer. all the time. And you tell me you don't want to have a beer with Joe Walsh, though. No, Joe Walsh is awesome. That dude's crazy. Nope. Oh man, Jay, would you have I know, with okay, Paul Simon? I don't know anything about hey, Jay. You're out to drink with Paul Simon. What oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I already. Oh, I don't order a beer. I don't get a beer with Paul Simon. I get a martini. <laughs> that's, that's a good. That's a good choice, Dad. What Come are you on. ordering, Paul Simon? We're out to drink with Paul Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosmo, I guess. <laughs> You gotta show him, no. show him that you're manly. That you're <laughs> yeah, that's right. in front of him. No, he's only five foot three. I don't want to intimidate him by getting a manly. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both fun. I'm, I'm, I'm ordering a Manhattan all the way. That way, you know, I can I can be a New York sympathist. A Manhattan, yeah, that's probably a good call. I, don't know, I like Manhattan. Yeah, I look, I look, I like whiskey. The cosmopolitan is a that's a bold choice. He would take notice. That's for sure. You know, so, uh, you know who's not? Do you know? Like do, do you know who's not buying a cosmopolitan? This isn't an a, 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 ASMR, okay? You can take someone can who's homeless. The microphone there. <laughs> what? <laughs> homeless? <laughs>
So, and then the second half of the song, Paul Simon joins in on the fun and starts actually singing. It, it, it's kind of a two-part song. Wait, does he? I, I, don't I, don't have, I don't have a time. I don't have a time on it, but yeah, 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, right about halfway. Because we were we were saying, is he even in this? Song? This is at three minutes of three minutes and forty-eight seconds. If you take out take out go thirty seconds back, there's one stanza that's in English. <laughs> Somebody say, there you go. There you go. Oh, there he is. Yes, there he is. There. Somebody say, somebody cries. Why, why, why? Somebody say, yeah, so I really beautiful. like the why, why, why. Me too. This is a fucking, this is a, this is a beautiful is, is song. It, is this a perfect interlude? Is this the, the best interlude we've had next to Miguel? Oh, you know what, Paul? You know, we talked about, so me and Paul talked about how for the best of 2021, we're going to be making the album of the year based on the albums that we've listened to this yeah. year and i oh. think this is that's a really i i would i didn't think about it till you said it but like this will probably mm. be the interlude that we use because that is top tier interlude material like this can you, can this song makes make me feel things did i make a playlist can you uh, can you go ahead and make the playlist and add the song so don't forget well, no, no, we're gonna do it at the end of the year. What are you talking about? We're doing like December. Yeah, but we can just add candidates now, you know. All right, whatever. No, I guess we'll, we we'll remember. Fine. We'll remember. Look, you we'll haven't added to the other playlist that Keep I started, going. so you know what? <laughs> mm, I forgot about that. I I added another song to. Are you guys eating right now? <laughs> yes. Lay off. Are you guys, okay. Are you guys drunk eating right now? <laughs> no, we're eating. Uh, we're having eating oranges. An orange. We're healthy. Uh, Halo. We're getting our vitamin C. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. fine. No, I don't, you guys like this song. I, I find like, it very I boring. I, I find it kind of like listening to an organ recital in church. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. I mean, it's an interlude. Uh, so, you know, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, but a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't get any sort of cathartic feeling when you listen to it. Like the idea that there's just like six dudes around a mic singing this like that doesn't like make you feel anything at all i, I want to read you a couple of the uh, african translations to, to what the song is saying so so in uh, africa they're saying strong strong i got a nothing from him you didn't even let him respond that's true Sorry, i totally okay, ripped him off i did i totally ripped him off i apologize fine fine paul i'm going to continue oh no so, that's right. in african they're saying um Strong wind destroy our home. Many dead tonight. It could be you. 
and then the, in the second part they're they're singing um it's just it, they're just saying yeah somebody's singing and then they're just doing kind of the noises but yeah that's basically what they're saying is is we're homeless because a storm destroyed our yeah. houses about being homeless mm-hmm. yeah but that's the storm element not, not homeless because you lost your job important and, they're not know, a drug addicts you're strung out on drugs right well yeah. they don't have jobs that's not the point <laughs> This idea of being like the South, the South Africa, Jake. yeah. Well, you know what I mean, like, uh, <laughs> Jesus, I get this from like village country, life. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, oh, but you got to get canceled from this. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of these, I mean, South Say Africa, one word big, wrong. Say big one word there wrong. And... I, no, no, of course, this is recorded in Johannesburg, yeah, yeah fine. I, I comment no more further. Either way, nice little interlude. Smart, intelligent silence. Uh, let's get on to. But that's uh, a good point, though. I mean, I don't, I don't really listen to this album. I don't ever think about, you know, Africans from like a uh, living in a hut out in the jungle. No, I think of Africa. I don't know. I that's the vibe I get from this song. This song, yeah. I get, this I, song, yeah, I, I get, get very hut vibes. <laughs> is that racist is that racist now because they're because they're at not even a little no, bit no, i'm just, just, just say rural yeah, yeah I mean, rural or whatever yeah <laughs> tribal fine, fine fine i get very rural african vibes from this song there i think go, of, well like they say homeless look they're they're tribesmen but then they talk about singing on a on a midnight lake like it sounds very romantic like it sounds it doesn't sound bad it sounds like look it is what it is but Lonely, hey, but they're we're gonna see the beauty of. That's exactly what I got out of it. Yeah, they're, the... yeah, they're seeing the beauty of the moonlight on the lake, and hey, you know, not so bad. That's yeah, what that's, I got yeah. from this song. So it's yeah. like not, which is like something that I honestly from this week have taken from. I'm like, you know what, fucking a, <laughs> it's not so bad, is it? <laughs> like that. That honestly, I think about this song like a lot during this last yeah. week. Huh. And, and it can so, it can be uh, it can be bad if you can't see the moonlight. So sometimes that. You know, yeah, getting, no, it's getting a taste of that There's, type of life warm. It, it makes you grateful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about it a lot. I think this is a great song. I think this is and, one of my favorite songs. It's, it's and, honestly, and, uh, this, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to mention because there, they were such a big. It seems to me, from my brief research, admittedly, that Lady Smith Black. Um, well, for instance, I don't even know the last word. I think it's Lady Smith Black, like Mambo or something like that. Um, they're they were pretty very influential and and were involved in a lot of different recordings. Their their lead singer Joseph um, Mumbalo, I, I can't remember what his last name exactly was, but he was he was he's got credits on like a bunch of these songs as a as a background singer. So they're credited on this song as part of you know owning the song, but he's actually involved in a lot of different songs. Fun fun little note on that. Yeah. Because, because I mean, yeah. you you know, they're credited on the song; they're getting money from it. So, you want them to obviously you, yeah. you want them to profit. I don't know how much Succeed. of the album profits Make they're getting or what their deals were, but yeah. Either way, yeah. So that's a nice little, it's a nice little interlude. Um, Are you ready? It brings us to uh, Crazy Love Volume Two. A funny part about this next song, yeah, yeah. Volume two, which is you know obviously uh, because he did a part two of Van Morrison's song. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Fuck you.
Charlie the Archangel slumped into the room He said, I have no opinion about this And I have no opinion about that Sad as a lonely little wrinkled balloon He said, well, I don't claim to be happy about this, boys And I don't seem to be happy about that I don't want no part of this crazy love I don't want no part of your love I don't want no part of this crazy love I don't want no part of your Yeah, I know you're loving that yeah. that timeless snare. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's a really good snare. Really <laughs> nice snare. <laughs> that song, I said, if if you had played me this song two weeks ago and said, "What band is this?" I said, "Oh, that's Vampire Weekend for sure." They're like the opening thirty seconds or whatever. Totally, yeah. The intro, oh, that intro guitar. Is, I was also yeah, thinking yeah, it kind yeah. of sounds like a Jimmy Buffett song, like a beach song. This one, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, seriously, Jimmy Buffett, no. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, which is not even a beach song. Either. No, <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like a beach song. I say Jimmy Buffett is more of like a stereotype. When, when you get to the chorus, you mean the chorus is? I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know. The opening is very different. It, <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like a beach song to me. It sounds like hanging out on the beach. Kinda, yeah. Time. I don't know. It to me, it's just like th- this song is just like classic B side of this album. <laughs> like this yeah. is like the yeah, of course is. product of the other really good song. Like you play Diamonds on Ourselves or Shoes, and then you had B sides. That, that's what this song is. Yeah. It's just like, of course, you made those good songs, and then you know there had to be some bad songs, and that's what this song is. Yeah, it's just, this is just a more templated song. Like this is exactly what you would expect from at the time. It's just a very it, it follows the standard song. It's the same thing. It There's, look, yeah. Well, like it fills in the album. Like it, it matches the 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 time. It matches the kind of sound aesthetics of the whole rest of the album. It's just not good. It's not as good. It's a fine song. Right. Like it's I have just, no problem playing it. Like it's, it's a not fine, a. It's fine. I think the big problem here is it's not a memorable melody at all. Like you can't yeah. come away with a, yeah, good feel for how the melody went on this on the. Yeah. There's just or, yeah. There's just nothing memorable about it. No. It's just fine. Yeah. Some cool sounds at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's like the biggest. That's the biggest draw of this song is that first like 30 seconds aj do you think this is a drum machine do you think it's a drum machine or you think it's drums obviously not that part hold on yeah that's a real drum set that's a real drum set set, yeah 100 percent I'd be really surprised if they get that nuance with the hi hat uh, with a drum machine in the eighties. But hey, I don't know. Hold on one second. <laughs> that whole like. Fat Charlie. Yeah, yeah the hi hat is one hundred percent live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just, it's I'm, too much. Too I'm, much I'm, nuance. I'm, I'm just, I'm just absolutely that. impressed with the, 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 the. I think it's the, the kick drum is the exact same every single time. But that's what a great drummer oh, does. Yeah, so yeah. I guess there you go. Yeah, they're robots. 
You want nothing better robots. than for them to be robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have a drumming <laughs> robot. <laughs> I'm oh sure God. it already All exists. Right. So I cannot wait to guarantee his last two songs. I just... I just I I've been waiting all week to hear you guys' thoughts on these last few songs, particularly the last one. But first, let's get into the Louisiana rock opera. That is, that was your mother, huh? Hi. Well, I'm standing on the corner of Lafayette, state of Louisiana, wondering where a city boy could go to get a little conversation, drink a little red wine, catch a little bit of those Cajun girls dancing inside a cold. All right. Do you guys have any so time this, notes on the song? Uh, no, no, don't have any time notes. The saxophone solo is very, very nice. Um, this, so this this song, the the guy that's on it is good. Good. Can you get that name, Jay? Oh, good rock and doopsy. Good rock and doopsy. So, <laughs> so good rock and doopsy on this song uh, accused Paul Simon afterwards of of not directly stealing the song, but of. Uh, basically modeling the song exactly off of one of his other songs i didn't listen to the other song and apparently we're not going to be able to because it's not on spotify uh but no but, uh, so this this was one of He's the not. one of the ones where it's very unlikely that paul simon came up with all the words to the song and the rhythm and anything like that interesting so this is a south african song Definitely I don't know. Not. It's a very much a Zydeco Basically. song to me. This, this exactly. is not anything straight up Zydeco. This is exactly. nothing even yeah, this is, South African. <laughs> no. This is, I mean, he literally says Louisiana and from yeah. uh, everything Lafayette that I've Street. heard about Louisiana. Yeah, this is literally like Louisiana music. <laughs> this is the Bayou music. This is the accordion at its height. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We were, we were doing, we were doing a little know. carnival dancing while, while the song was playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like a parade. That sounds about right. I, I I did not like this song, and eventually it sort of grew on me. I, I think it sort of like the storytelling kind of wrote me yeah. in, I guess. But um, for the most part, this is the beginning of the end for me. I think um, Paul Simon doesn't know how to end albums, and yeah, like, okay. I <laughs> guess exactly. since 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 we were talking about it, so. In my mind, I was like, okay, what now? He's going to pull in the accordion, this Louisiana Bayou music. But then you guys talking about the boy in the bubble and gumboots. I'm like, okay, I guess it does make sense, sort of. But like Uh, for me listening to this, this song came out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why did this song get made? It made no sense. But now you guys talk like since 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 we've been doing it, it sort of makes sense in the album. But like I didn't pick up on it at all. Yeah, I mean, this and Boy in the Bubble are the two Zydeco songs, you know, to me. Yeah. Both very much just yeah. Zydeco. I, I didn't, I didn't compare to this the one two is, at all. 
This one's really generic Zydeco to me. This is super interesting. But it might grow on me if I listen to it a few yeah. more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total B side filler. I think so. It, there's nothing unique about this. I, <laughs> I would never get past the point of it being fun. But like Dad said yeah, earlier, I think this yeah, is before yeah, Zydeco yeah, yeah. ever it's really like, got a spot. I, I can't even believe. Right, right, right. So then at that point, it's sort of interesting, especially having on the B side. It's like that sneak peek into what would be popular apparently 10 years later. <laughs> Well, I, I, mean, yeah, I could no, be wrong about that. Like, That's probably worth looking into. When did Zydeco really, really get popular? I don't know. I'm, I'm questioning myself. Right, now. right. Well, in terms of listening to it in 2021, it's like, and and these are the, these last two songs, these last three songs are where I'm like, when people talk about this being the greatest, like one of the best albums always, I'm like, okay. I mean, like, <laughs> but did you consider the first and the last and Peter's four, out. three songs it, you know what I mean? like it really really takes really a nosedive yeah like and the songs that so. are good to me aren't that good to boy out the last three so like i don't, I don't think, think, I don't they're, think awful. Ever, they're awful i don't think you can ever boy it out i don't think there's any way no, I think if, you're gonna, if you're gonna be in the con- okay. conversation for greatest album of all time you got you're gonna have to not have any garbage on there yeah, and I think, well, to me, we haven't gotten there yet, but the last song really is the punch in the nuts for me. <laughs> that is the last Why song. Why did they do this song, to me? I think, literally, no, I stopped listening to it. I yeah. I stopped listen, listening to this album, which I've listened to now about 10 times. I stopped listening to it after That Was Your Mother. I, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I if literally couldn't. I could that song. Can we do it? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do, do it. it. Yeah, play it on. Start. Let's talk over. Wrap it. it up. Yeah, we'll talk over. <laughs> All right. So it's the super important part about this song. <laughs> drum crap. It's a Even I think this is cool. I love Los Lobos. Jay Jay Giles band called. Yeah. A former talk show host. I do like the Everybody song, knows his name. He said there's no doubt about it. It was a myth of fingerprints. I've seen them all, and man, they're all the same. Well, the sun gets weary and the sun goes down. Ever since the watermelon, and the lights come up on the black pit town. What the fuck? What is this song? I can tell you what the song I is. Los Lobos was was the a really writing. was really popular right then, in in L.A. especially where Paul Simon probably lived at the time. I'm sure he did. Uh, Los Lobos was like the darlings of the city, and and the critics out there, and they were just hmm. all the rage. So but this sounds like country music. This and he like brings country. them in. Well, he, it's kind of like Los Lobos did country music, sort of. Oh, way, Los yeah. Lobos are in it. Oh, I never. It, I never yeah, they're in the ba- they're in this song, and I think it's really more their song the than Paul song. Simon's song. So the Los Lobos, oh uh, one, the Los Lobos bassist uh, accused Paul Simon of stealing the song one hundred percent in its full in its entirety, besides the songwriting, the the full instrumental. 
Good. Thank God. That makes Paul Simon better in my eyes. And oh, oh, sorry. And and the songwriting and the songwriting. Not sorry. Yeah, not just yeah. The, the whole thing basically Los Lobos is a Los Lobos song. And it does sound like a Los Lobos song. But the songwriting is pretty cool. The the, yeah, the myth of the fingerprints is a really nice little line. Yeah, not a particularly good Los Lobos song, but a, but it does sound like them. Something they would have done. And and like I said, about you know half of their music, I usually skip over it. Yeah, there's never been a Los yeah. Lobos album where I like every song. That's for sure. Um, yeah, they kind of yeah. they kind of fall under that acoustic fodder a lot. I think they have the accordion going though, in a lot of their songs. Yeah, David Hidalgo, I think the guitar accordion player in yeah. Los Lobos, which nice. obviously didn't play accordion in any of these other songs on Graceland. No, especially in the Boy in the Bubble. That's yeah. a messy accordion. I so not not one of the better <laughs> yeah, endings just, to an album. No, I mean you know to me isn't the no, whole I, second side. I don't know the whole second I, side to me is just kind of eh, compared to the first side. Oh, it's just not literally close. for me. Under African size is under African skies is good. It's a C. Homeless is a B, and then you got a D, and then an F and an F for me. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's really, about right. really, like, really really Although bad. I don't give homeless as good a score as you do, but yeah, so I'm a little less. <laughs> like it makes no sense to me like i don't understand why does it fall off so bad like yeah. the backside makes me upset because like, you can't make a so one-sided good. album i guess i just don't understand because it, it seems like he could have done better it seems like he like was trying to do like appeal to too many people and then just failed like why have los lobos on a song why if you're gonna do this african thing you throw this like mexican band or huh. i assume they're mexican they're yeah. at least yeah. spanish they're, like, well, it makes no sense like east well, la why, mexican why, american yeah why would you do that why does that make any sense on this album <laughs> like, yeah this this <laughs> song feels so <laughs> out of place and it really bothers me that it's the last song on the album yeah, yeah. I, I just, we, I don't. Yeah. Get it should have been cut. <laughs> really annoying. It really me. should have been cut. It probably should have landed on that was your mother, but even, even that doesn't belong on the album. So, to say it should have ended on homeless maybe is the best way to say that this album yeah. should have ended. Because that would have been a really nice way to end the. Honestly, end the yeah. Like honestly, make it a. If 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 it was just born the bottle of the homeless, per honestly a perfect album, even though it's short. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. You're right. After that, it really like if, peters yeah. I think, if you, I think if you just take is, out, I was gonna say, I think what maybe what happened is he, the two weeks in South Africa ended, and he kind of ran out of juice. Maybe maybe that's what happened because he maybe he just tried to maybe. pump the and he had to fill it out. Up. He had to do something. Yeah, that's those last thinking. two songs sound like complete shoe wins. Yeah, sound like complete mm. half ass attempts. They really songs. are filler. You're a trash yeah, bag, is. Simon, for the last couple songs. Yeah. A trash bag. <laughs> Good album overall, though. <laughs> all right, so you know, and, <laughs> shall, shall we shall we wrap up? All right, up, all right so yeah, looking back, look back. Just your final thoughts. Up, I want to wrap up, Dad. How do you feel about it? About the album? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Oh, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just really a solid album, actually. And then there's no, to me, there's. You guys hate those last. I don't know about F, but uh, but it's it brought in a lot of uh, <laughs> new sounds, I think, to American listeners. 
and uh and it was a lot of fun for for the people then and uh and i think that i think he was collaborative with the south africans which is uh and and didn't really just crank out a paul simon album so uh, I, and i think it was a uh, you know i, mean, I think right. it deserves all the all the attention that it gets all this time because and i also think it i think it holds up really well over time and this is why you listen you hear vampire right. weekend doing similar kinds of sounds and, and you like it you know because it's it is good stuff totally that's true and do you think do you think will you ever find yourself revisiting this album in the future yeah i think so just curious i think so i think there's a, a few songs here that i hadn't heard in a long time that i that i would go back and listen to again for sure yeah i like boy i know what i know for sure <laughs> No, no, yeah, I know, I know what, what I know. I know what I know. That's a good one too. I'm going yeah. diamonds on the soles of your shoes. I'll listen to that song for sure, 100. percent I'll re-listen to that song. Probably for sure. To, yeah, yeah that, diamonds that's on a, the soles of your shoes. Yeah. And that one, that's my favorite song. Uh, and then and Graceland, and those will always be two of my favorite songs. I mean, just really good. Wait, diamonds, songs. diamonds. You think is your favorite? Yeah, I think so. And then and Graceland. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna yeah, go with I diamonds think, as I think, well. Yeah, diamonds. Diamonds is the obvious choice, and I think it completely. I I, I have, yeah. There, we can't we can't do anything but diamonds. Diamonds. Just it's, yeah, it's, it's hard for me not to pick it because I didn't know the song at all before this. So it, to me, it, it's kind of like Miguel, Perfect. where sure, exactly we, that was his biggest thing, exactly. but like I didn't know it, so now I do. You exactly. know, too bad if you. Well, it's not even the biggest song. You can call me out as the biggest song. So yeah, diamonds thought, yeah. is the perfect. Yeah, and Graceland's yeah. bigger than diamonds, like, so it, there you go. Right, yeah, it's the third exactly. biggest. Yeah, no, no, no. Diamonds is all right. I'm gonna throw it on. I'm gonna throw it on the playlist. Three major hits. I'm really glad. I, I think we got a better reprise out of this than what I, when I, what I thought when I listened to it. I think like talking about well, what songs have the African influences and what songs don't. Where do the backing vocals come from? And a little bit yeah. on on what no, instruments no. are used is it kind of gives me a a good idea for what Paul Simon really accomplished here. What did he, what did he accomplish? What, what did he leave on the table? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we're not going to delve in super deep. We're crawling. We're getting there. We're, we're stomping on the surface. I feel like we've, we've, we've done. I'm digging up Paul Simon's uh, father from the, from his grave and looking at, all, <laughs> looking at his bones to what? see how he disintegrated. I want to know all the details. I'm, I'm on the i'm Look, on the opposite Paul, train i'm, I'm excited <laughs> to know now we gotta close it out what is the next album that you've thought of during this recording session which is pretty amazing yeah it's a it's an album that i've wanted to do for uh quite some time and is is on is on the list and uh when i it was funny because i i said the word right as i came up with the album and then i was like oh well it's gonna have to be that one so the album is tragic bouncing back to the 90s so we're doing a little bit tragic of back and forth kingdom? here tragic kingdom by no oh my it's a, it's, god it's definitely no a big doubt. one and I've, I've wanted to do it for a long time uh <sighs> It's 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 I I don't know I think I only know like two songs on the album. That's three, their three first songs. album. No, it's funny. It's no, their first. I just first listened album, to fourteen songs. One of, yeah, one of my one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to the Throwback Podcast, which is not it's if I I I sort of formulated our podcast on theirs, and they I recently listened to their 
episode they did on this album, so it was really funny. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm well, excited. I'm happy that you guys well, they, are you're, we're, you're we're refreshed gonna, on it. I say I'm happy you guys are I'm very one refreshed with, with a female vocalist. Oh yeah, Dad pointed oh, out yeah, that we basically no, haven't sure. picked really one with a female vocalist you, outside you of Aretha Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, you're so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's time, and you know what? Gwen Stefani go is back a perfect and, place to start on. Like, yeah, this will be fun. Uh, just a girl. There you wait, go. Wait, wait. Go back and what? It tells it all. No, no, no. We're gonna do Spiderweb. You have to do the first song, but yeah, that's that's where we're gonna be close. So. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. So this is the closer. Uh, I want to thank our guests, our father. <laughs> Tom Johnson, uh, thanks for, for joining us by. on this episode. I'm did you did you enjoy your 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 yeah just your, your time? Would you would you come back? Would you come back? Oh yeah, absolutely. It? it was fun for sure. Oh, when you fantastic. do eighties eighties and seventies music, uh, you can count me in <laughs> if I know it. Oh, perfect. Aretha right. Franklin, well, maybe I we'll have know. we'll have you back. Oh well, it's yeah. Enough for the future. It's not too often. Don't know it. Definitely, and it's not it's not it's too often we get a uh, we get a day in the life from somebody who's actually was living when. These came out as opposed to just you know listen to it as an abstract album. So that's Definitely. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so that Paul, being you said, any final thoughts. That being said, no? thanks. Th- thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on and, the album crawl, and uh, we'll we'll catch you at no doubt. Tragic Kingdom. <laughs>